All right, talking with a dad family, we got a special guest lined up for you this evening. He's been a Twitch streamer for over three years. He's been a Taekwondo master for most of his life, and he was a qualifier for the Junior Olympics team. But most importantly, he just joined the elite team of fatherhood. Help me welcome King Cash. Ladies and Fuck gentlemen, welcome it. to episode 43 of the Talking to the Dad podcast as Steve cuts me off yet again. This is a staple, <laughs> this is a tentpole topic in this uh, podcast here this evening. Of course, the, the intro rolled before, but we have our good friend here, King Cash. Welcome, welcome, hey, my friend. Hey, what up, boys? Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome. Cash is a good friend of the show, a uh, good friend in person as well. And, uh, you know, Steve had a very nice intro to say. You know, talked about his uh, rampant Pornhub usage and and how he likes to you know chase premium. children around in the street. Premium Pornhub usage. Oh right, premium, premium. Sorry, he's a subscriber for thirty nine ninety nine a month. Um, well, that was an exact number. Did you <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't don't let him fool you, Steve. He knows. Whoa, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is not. This is this is blatant. Blatant <laughs> sleep tonight, kids. We got King Cash on here. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to be rated R for the duration of the evening. Absolutely, so I, can't, I can't be held accountable for what comes out of my mouth. I want to get back to this premium uh, hub membership. So I had, seen, I had seen a funny meme once where a guy was actually putting his credit card in for the premium uh, thing, and then right next to him, his buddy is just getting a free thing with ad blocker. From YouTube's experience, is that a true true meme there, or why don't you guys lay it out? What is it like being premium hub members? Come on, just tell Steve, us all. Steve, I don't watch porn, dog. Me neither. This interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> I will not deal with two Trumps in one. <laughs> <laughs> two Trumps. No, um, I honestly, I honestly, I've never, and this is one hundred percent, I've never paid for any porn service ever, Pornhub, whatever else. I've never even like bought videos or HBO or any of that shit. You're destroying the industry, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I do have experience with this, and only one reason why is during the beginning of the quarantine, they had done this thing where you could sign up for a free right, for premium free. account. Yeah, I'm for not pay. Right. I didn't pay. You guys very specific again. What's going on? Bro, I just, I, I, it was, it was a fake email. Yep, exactly. Same. And I'm good, dog. There you go. Wrong. You have a burner email account for all sort of this stuff. Yeah. That's what it's for. You know. Exactly. exactly. You have to have a burner email account. Absolutely. <laughs> See, I'm on the other side of the hill of this thing. Like, I could never get away with having that much time. Porn takes up a lot of people's time. I got nah. kids running around, man. I can't. Takes, I can't me, about, takes me about 35 seconds, Steve. There yeah, you go. Yeah. 35 <laughs> on a good day. To open the browser. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Some days it's 12 seconds to open ten, the browser and we got to Yeah, 10 seconds to pick a video, you know. You got to get part. moving. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you I'm going to ask you two guys a question. Two guys that I respect. I think probably two two of the guys I've gotten closest with since I came back from California. I'm going to ask you a question that Zach asks me all the time. What are you playing right now, Cash? Uh, what games ooh. are you playing? Right now, uh, Tarkov. You know that's that's staple in my my rotation. No matter what, I'm playing that. Okay. Um, been dabbling with uh, some GTA uh, role playing. Okay. Off off stream right now. Uh, trying to get like, I tried it out a little bit uh, for a little bit while streaming, but I didn't quite feel like my character development was there. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of that, like on some no name RP servers, just kind of trying to get my, my bearing about me. Okay. Um, man, that's, I think it right now. 
Well, now, what could possibly be keeping you from playing games, Pat? Has something changed in your life? Before, <laughs> when I first met you, man, you were just like, Steve, this is what I do. My wife makes me steak. I play video <laughs> games when I come, and I boss you guys around at the school. In that order. <laughs> I, I, I live the dream, Steve. You know what I'm saying? I live the dream, dog. <laughs> so what, what changed? Was it a uh, Did you find religion or you, <laughs> uh, you know, Scientology or something like that? I had, uh, <laughs> had my first baby boy. My first hey! baby. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's life changing, man. Like I try to talk to people about it. Even today I was talking to um, one of my coworkers about it and like people tell you all the time how much it changes your perspective on life and how, you know, it, it kind of gives you a different mindset, especially with like selflessness and stuff like that. And when I was younger, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Like, you know, that's what everybody says kind of deal until I had a kid and now everything I do is in his name. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about making sure I don't care about myself anymore. It's like, you know, any kind, I wasn't a selfish person to begin with, but any kind of selfishness I did have is completely mm -hmm. gone at this point. You know, everything that I do is like, I want to make sure he's in a better position than I ever was and whatever he wants to do, man, it's just full support, full love, full positivity. And, you know, just being there as a dad. That's right, man. I could definitely relate to that. It's, uh, the first one changes you profoundly. The second one breaks you. <laughs> and then the third one just puts the nail in the coffin. So I'll yeah. be on the other side with the dead look in the eyes. But that's a beautiful <laughs> thing, man. He's what? Like how many months now? Four or almost five? Four, almost four months, yeah. Wow. So he's like just starting to get like a little bit of his personality and being able to laugh a little bit. And like, you know, you can tell he like recognizes me now when he yeah. sees me after work, like, you know, he always smiles at me, like those kind of things. And uh, even that changes your perspective. You know what I mean? Like the things that matter to you don't matter anymore. You know, like a bunch of social media on my phone I've deleted. I don't really play with my phone like that anymore. Like I just like when I'm home, man, before I get into like my other thing that I do besides my actual career like that's all time for him man I don't want to be distracted by really nothing you know mm -hmm. I just want to be with him that's beautiful, man. You just made me look really, really bad. <laughs> right it's new, bro. It's new for me. It's, it's still new. It's only four months. You know what I'm saying? Like, still has the fresh change, smell. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll change. Zach, I'm going to need you to go ahead and edit that up. Chop it to the point where it's like, we, we want to get deep, deep Fox News on that. Make it all right. All right. So, I, so I, no, let's, let's go around the horn. Let's go around the horn. See, what, have you, what have you been playing? What have you been playing recently? So, I, I, listen. I play one game and one game only now, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and that game is amazing. All right, so I'm too old for the shooters, right? I can say that openly now. My reflex time isn't good. I, I can't. I'm I'm not hanging with people in lobbies and stuff like that. But I can definitely win in some melee games, right? I can take down an entire room of enemies that's OP over me, no problem. And I love that type of stuff. And I'm just leveling my character up. I was playing. I was so deep into it so deep into it that my son was cheering me on right next to me he's like go dad go so <laughs> like, what the, where the hell did you come from one hit point of energy left and it's like eight of them and i'm just like i'm gonna do it and he's like do it i died and then we went to bed <laughs> that, that's that's all i play now i mean actually uh the other night i did catch a game of some competitive street fighter just to see how i would stack up with some guys and see if i can get back some of the xp points i lost and i went on a 12 and 15 runs i won uh 12 games mm -hmm. lost three of them as soon as the ranked players jumped in that I, that was pretty much it for me like i beat everyone beneath me 
and I got served by ranked players. And one of the guys was actually one of the dudes in the documentary that I sent you. And I was like, uh, that uh, I forget his name. I, actually, I don't want to shout his name. That's a bold face lie. I don't forget his name, but I don't want to shout out who I lost to. And when he came in, I think you guys have both experienced this before playing shooters. Like, I saw his name in the queue, and I was like, oh, shit that's him mm-hmm. like that it, that's his real handle and then when it when they locked us in i was like i got him smoke me <laughs> we've, been, <laughs> we've been on both sides of that I, zach Absolutely. and i used to we would ruin people's nights in call of duty yeah. for i mean weeks on end we just <laughs> emptied lobbies kids would see our name and they would just leave yeah. they wouldn't even play well, i had a kid bad, i had a kid who added me in BattleNet. that when we logged on still to this day i still have him on my friends list when um when we would log on and launch black ops he would just p- play a different game yeah, he would leave off. black ops 4. he would just leave because we were we were so prolifically beating people. Like yeah. there was a three or four week stretch that we didn't lose didn't a game. Lose. It, there was um, in that there was a stretch of like I want to say two and a half three weeks where we didn't drop a map. Yeah, like you mm-hmm. couldn't beat us. We swept everybody, yeah. bro. Was- I mean, just complete and utter domination. And like anyone who wants to call me out on that. You check the VODs on Twitch, bro. Dude, we I, I have them up nights. still. I have clips, man. I still have clips posted where we would get so bored that I would start using a sniper. And a sniper doesn't belong in my hands. You know, there's different people in our group that a sniper way better in. And I'm just right. hosing kids with the sniper. We so. just got too good. We didn't even have to communicate. Like, no. we'd play objective-based games and everybody just did what they did. I was, you guys were running with Shane uh, right when yeah. I first met you guys at the yeah. school, right? Yeah. It was us reg and and oryx yeah and the five of us were on every night you know and almost all of us were you know well three of us were streaming at the time yeah and it was just like one of those things that like we just immediately like clicked play styles mm-hmm. like i would always play the objective everybody else would just run around and murder people you know yeah. what I mean? well, and, like, shane would well, play we objective just, too though shane would yeah, play objective for, too you know people would mix in and out where i would constantly just rush the objective mm-hmm. just keep pushing the game and these guys were just in the other spawn <laughs> like just ruining people where they couldn't even get out it they, was hold there on really games, quickly there's games for the, for the uninitiated what does that mean for the uninitiated running so objective? in the in in call of duty specifically the game that we're playing safeguard when you die you have a you respawn right you come back into the game and you spawn in specific points of the map right so specifically firing range if you if we're on seaside you're spawning in showers where we were standing so mm-hmm. we would just stand in like certain spots and basically what we would do is you would form a diagonal line across the map and once you were on that line you saw them as soon as they spawned. And as soon as they okay. spawned, there was someone with a gun in their face. There were games uh, There were games that would last six, seven minutes. Zach would have 100 kills. Yeah. Like, no joke. Like, we, Steve, it was, there it was were, bad, bro. There were games like, that lasted. I would lasted. feel bad nights. I'd be like, are we, like, bad guys for doing this shit to people? <laughs> oh, remember I linked that clip <laughs> of, like, the, the like, British TV show? People have a rough day at school or work. They're like, oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to cut back, play some Call of Duty, and then get into a lobby with us fucking No. <laughs> we just fucking ruin dude. their night, bro. Go play Madden or something, bro. Get that shit the fuck out yeah, of here. Dude, there were games where, like, I vividly distinctly remember that there would be three of us that had more than 100 kills. You know, yeah, it, there were time. games that me, Cash, and Arks had 100 kills. There were games that me, Reggie, and Shane had 100 kills, right? Bro. There were, it's just... Cycling in three people that we had nice we had a hundred kills a piece in the same game. I'll put I'll put it this way. There was a there was a game I vividly remember. I had sixty-three kills. What? All right, hold on. I had sixty-three <laughs> kills and eleven deaths. So I had a six KD. Yeah. Which is 
crazy, right? I was at the bottom of our fucking team, Steve. <laughs> I swear to God. What's crazy too? I swear on everything. I was at the bottom of the team, bro. <laughs> the and I'm bottom. like, I'm like, bro, I'm like, what the fuck were these guys doing? Zach, 120 something kills, 11 deaths, bro. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Bro, is that bad? He was at when the bottom the of the worst, leaderboard. Like, Come on, bro. And had all of the objective points too. It yeah, still yeah. had all the objective points. And it just, it, there was just, that game was just, I, I felt bad after that. I was like, that's crazy. I felt bad a lot of those Nobody games, Nobody deserves man. that. We Nobody had, deserves that. We had big plans coming into this Call of Duty, right? And this it wasn't one of the topics yeah, that I had, but I was thinking about this today. Is We had big yeah. plans coming into this Call of Duty. We were going to try to play competitive in some facet, and this game was just so bad from the start that it, it like, we literally, none of us, like rarely the a lot of time in it and the five of us haven't played games together since yeah you know yeah it's crazy so, so just really quickly it's interesting that you bring it up because i was going to lead into that later on but i remember so when you guys were getting pumped about the latest call of duty zach you were already after the beta on playstation i could hear it in your voice you were Done. like Meh. I'm not Done. feeling this game. He wasn't Cat, feeling it at all. Uh, right, yeah, super early. Hung in there for a little bit. I did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic, I would say, than Zach is most of the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, so that's true. But with Call of Duty, man, I know what I like and I know what I yeah. don't. There was, what was the, uh, what broke the str- the camel's back for you, Cash? Once, so Zach completely agrees with me on this. I know being able to mount in that game is not a feature that that is is good for for that game and not mm-hmm. not for call of duty it's good for rainbow six siege, siege battlefield right like even I tarkov even it, i could take it in tarkov yeah. or PUBG. it would make more sense to me but the gameplay style of cod is supposed to be more fast-paced moving around and the issue was it wasn't just mounting it was broken your gun wouldn't recoil mm-hmm. so like you would just straight laser people and like it's one thing if there's recoil or there's one thing, if more of your body stuck out, but like it's literally just your head and people would be able to do that with ARs and they would two tap you. So oh, what are you going to do about that? You know, like it was just some stuff, especially in the beginning was so broken and they didn't even try to fix it. Not even like an attempt to fix it. No patch notes, community bitching up and down. And all they did, they were like, we're going to put out a BR. Yeah. And that was they, literally it. It's multiplayer still to this day. died after that. Multiplayer is dead. You couldn't get a lobby now if you tried. Yeah. It's bad. Right. So everyone just basically jump ship to to. Oh yeah, There's, you still have you still have the big try hard multiplayer kids that are like you know they want to be COD pros or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's all they run. But like, bro, those lobbies aren't what they should be. That's for damn sure. Like for what the game looked like and all the hype and you know giving guys like, we'll just say very popular streamers, especially in the shooter realm, all got early access. They did this huge team stream and all this mm-hmm. crazy shit and then for the game to just kind of bust like this and it was everybody all the big streamers got off that multiplayer pretty quick a couple weeks in they were gone yep yeah they're gone yeah i think uh i think doc was the only one that stuck it out for for quite so he left but he went, went to warzone though yeah he went to yeah, everyone you know, went low, to warzone. you know how low he was at that time he was playing multiplayer when he got frustrated the man went to go play fortnite bro yeah <laughs> like you know what i'm saying and like all he would do is shit on that game but like he was that out of options where he was like i'm just gonna i gotta play something else i can't play this no one mm. else is playing it it's like pulling teeth <laughs> what are you playing, Zach? um world of warcraft has been a big th- big staple uh i started a new Disgusting. Rune- i started a new runescape account so i've been grinding that with a friend so 
just just pretty much that honestly i haven't really played anything else session a little bit obviously i play the skateboarding game a little bit but that's that's truly it i there's no shooters that inspire me right now um I'm looking forward to a few games coming out this year, but or the beginning of next year, something like that. But there's there's really nothing that really compels me to really play other than MMOs right now. I think the issue right now is there's so many games with just no end game. Like you play these games and then you just you get to a certain point or you get addicted to it because it's a great game, and then by the time you run out of stuff to do, you're like, fuck, I have nothing else to play now. The division. The yep. division was like Perfect that, right? um apex was like that there was really like the beginning of apex i haven't played since you know pre-season one yeah. or something um man PUBG got to that to an extent although i was never really good at it there there are so many games like that even tarkov like that is is right is like that right now for me I, the problem that a lot of people have and i completely understand it is a lot of games end up going to skill-based matchmaking which makes the game less fun to play <laughs> because if you're just trying to have a casual gaming experience doesn't work right you gotta you gotta log on and no matter what you gotta try your ass off or else you're just gonna get beat right a lot of games don't have a real ranking system you know what i mean and we'll talk about that with the x when we talk about some other stuff later but like these big games come out and there's no rank system it's all skill-based matchmaking there's Mm. no what they do now is everything is in seasons and you gotta pay yep so every season that comes out it's like all right cool here's season four call of duty now you gotta pay for you know you can get the free one but when you pay X amount of dollars, you get all this extra shit yeah, that you weren't accessible to, you know? Mm-hmm. Every game is taking that model now for the most part. And, like, even Tarkov, like Zach was saying, like, you get to a certain point where everybody's just running the top shit, and it's not fun anymore. You know, it's just a bunch of, then at that point, tryhards, whether they're, it, there's no skill-based matchmaking, which I do enjoy about that game. Yeah. But, like, you know, then that means, like, you, you might get into some games where I'm coming in, I'm going full full sweat mode on these kids. These kids are level three, level four, trying the game out for the first time, and they're getting rocked from across the map, and they got no idea what happened to them. You know, so like, I think there's ups and downs to a lot of it, but I think right now the video game world in general, uh, like Final Fantasy VII remake came out. It's only a short short amount of the game. It wasn't what people thought it was going to be. You know, I think just a lot a lot gets lost in that. I think the art of making video games isn't the same anymore it's a a lot more about money and not the quality like i think back to old role-playing games and stuff like that there was just so much more detail and love like you could tell you know yeah i mean because you were talking about like and i I hate to use these terms like generational stuff video games like as i was coming up when i was like you guys age was really like it hadn't quite become a subculture yet it was just something you did to escape and have a good time right so you could play a game like uh, Metal Gear Solid, right? There's no online community for that. It's just you isolated in the room. You're like immersed in the story. Now it's like you have to be, it almost seems like everything has to be nailed into this to subculture and like this this community-based stuff, which can be great at the same time. But other times it's takes away from the actual enjoyment. Now you got people making a lot of money. It's become a business. And, you know, if anyone wants to sponsor us, you know, you email Zach. Yeah, literally 30 cents. We'll do an ad. We'll do a 10 second ad read for it. Whatever you need. Um, <laughs> for yeah. me, just kind of going off of that. Think back of those old Metal Gear Solid games. Like, how long did it take you to beat one of those games? Oh, man, that was you know like, what I'm saying. Yeah, that was a you were putting time. In. Yeah, you had to yeah. put time. In. You know, games aren't like that anymore. Like, yeah. like Zach was saying, Division, we were max level before the game even came out. Literally. So, so like the, the Division 1 with me, and, like, I didn't even realize we beat the game. And the same thing happened that when we were playing Division 2. I didn't realize the game was over, and I'm like, all right, so what's 
where's the boss fight at? And he's like, oh, that was it. So the, the point <laughs> of these games, right, is the division was supposed to be originally was supposed to be that MMO shooter that never happened. Right. Destiny was supposed to be that too. And it's the same thing that you get to the end. And, and with an MMO and cash knows this really well is that there is there's an end game, but there is no end to the game. Right. Yeah. You get to a point and you're like, OK, well, I got to grind this mission 15 times now to get the right gear so I can then move on to this other subset of missions that are slightly harder. But they're going to take this much more time. Right. You're you're right. always grinding f 10 times over to get to that next step of play. But there is no end to it. There is no cap to the story because they always want to be able to expand on it. And that's how they make their money. Right. Yeah. And, and there's bragging rights to that, too. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, especially something like World of Warcraft. You Somebody somebody who goes walking past you and all this gear that you've never seen before you're like damn like right you know you go you go inspect the person and see mm -hmm. what all the items are and the epics and like there's back in the day i hate to use the word clout but when vanilla wow first came out like people knew how good you were at the game just by looking at you mm -hmm. they didn't have to know your name they didn't have to inspect you they could see gear that they never saw before and they're like damn that dude's he raids he's in the he's doing this he's doing that mm -hmm. that kind of stuff isn't I don't think thought about in games anymore. I think it's more like it's just it's gotten so popular and so mass produced that the art is gone. The art's not the same. I mean, for the artist, it is, but yeah. it's not it's not what it used to be as full as like a full immersion into a game or, or an RPG. Like you know, I think back to the old Tomb Raider games and everything like that, like games like wow. that, they don't they don't come around much anymore, very rarely. And if yeah. they do, they don't really get the mainstream appeal that they probably should yeah path of exiles is a good example of that path of exiles is a really good example because it's this, this super niche game and and there are there are very few people who are very good at path of exiles but you know them but you know who they are right and you could watch them and you learn from them and even then you're still watching this person do the same thing that you're doing and it's just different right the person is just better than you they're really like league league, I feel league the same is way about league yeah League, yeah. there's a there's a clear example of what a pro player looks like and how they play sure. just on a just on a decision making level mm -hmm. when to engage when not to engage you know that kind of stuff it, it, it the talent shows out a lot more sure but, it, but it's the same game over and over again right mm -hmm. you're doing the Matt same exact change, thing right that doesn't time, change yeah. objectives don't change you know all the gear in the game you know every move in the game mm -hmm. you're just it's just one you know what i mean who wins their matchup who affects the game more? right who made that split second decision to right. put a ward down on enemy red buff and you see a gank coming and you save yourself right, right? you know who makes that decision right and that's the difference between that's uh, what separates a good player and, and a, a great player in that right game. yeah the, the split second decisions that don't make sense to someone like say me right i was ever a great league player i understood the mechanics of it but <clears throat> why would you put a ward over Baron Wall at thir at thirteen minutes, right? No one's going for Baron. It's because you, you you know that that you know in the back of your head that that jungler is coming up that way in the next minute yep. or two, right? All it's that the, extra vision, all the vision. It's the split second decisions that that really matter in a game like that. It's it's crazy for me because I'm a big I'm a big <laughs> league fan as far as like watching. Like sure. some of my favorite streamers are League of Legends players, and um. I'll watch it and I'll be like, damn, that was a really good play. Like, that was a smart play. I was thinking the same thing. But then when I'm playing, I can't do the shit that I watch where I'm like, oh, yeah, I would do that. Then right. I go to do it and I'm like, damn, I'm not anywhere near what these, <laughs> these dudes are. This is – it goes to everything. Fighting's the same way, right? There's levels, you know. Yeah. There's just – there's a difference between great and 
generational and you know yeah. there's for sure but you know you do YouTube touched on something that's really interesting because, like, I remember they were doing case studies on is there actual skill required to play games? Obviously, this is early on, right? Like, what's you know what's the difference between someone who's a master chess player and someone who's a master tactician in a game? And now we can see that there's a clear difference. Is there any game, and maybe you already touched on, is there any game to either one of you guys that really can showcase, like, hey, this is not just luck or sheer button mashing. Like, this requires a sheer amount of skill and forethought to play this game well i mean it's tough right like i so i used to play hearthstone which for those who don't know it's it's a card game um used by like blizzard a lot of like world of warcraft players mobs stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i was ranked really high in that game i put a lot of time in that game for a long time but at the end of the day you get x amount of cards to start and then every card after that is random so like i could just draw better than you and end up beating you mm-hmm, you know right. so like even it, for me it's like there's still almost every game still almost has like some kind of rng feel to it sure. i can't really think of like a pro game outside of like counter-strike you know like you know something that's just pure aim and fire that works for me but even that being able to shoot through certain walls or different different positions i think me personally i think more of the difference comes from a mindset more than anything else like that's mm-hmm. where it, where it changes but i don't think that's the game i think it's the players make the game that i could okay. just log in you know what i mean like i could log into counter-strike and do certain things but like certain players are just so innovative at what they do that they find different ways to be more effective than other people okay sure. yeah counter-strike is that game for me for sure because there is a clear-cut difference between you know, even Cash and I, right? I'm not a very good Counter-Strike player, but someone who's been playing for a long time is going to know where I'm going to walk before I know where I'm going to be, right? right. Like there's a pattern recognition. Call of Duty is, a, is actually a really minor example of this, right? If you're playing High Rise on Modern Warfare 2, I know where you're going to be before you get there, before you know where you're going to be, because I've played the map a thousand, two thousand, three thousand times, and there are patterns, right? It's the same thing with chess, right? And video games are very comparable to chess, in my opinion, is that uh, in chess, there are patterns of what you're going to do, and that's how people can outsmart you if they recognize the pattern that you're going for. And video games are the same way, right? Right. League of Legends, the way that players move on the map is very similar to the way that you move pieces on a chessboard. Uh, Call of Duty, the pattern recognition, it's all very similar. But yeah, there there are very good ties between chess and, and video games it's all out thinking your opponent it always is yeah i personally think the skill level the difference is so minute at the top right like i think of a guy like shroud sure he's world renowned now is one of the biggest streamers in the world one of the best first person shooters pro cs player used to do some miracles for you know what is my favorite call uh cs team and he still wasn't the best, no. but if I got in a lobby with him and I used to, I used to play pro games all the time. When I was in high school, I played CS. I was in the pro league and I would get smoked by somebody by him because yeah. his, his game sense and his game knowledge, his strategy, his movement, everything was just so much better than so many other people. Sure. But the people yeah. that were better than him, you looked at yeah. those guys and you're like, those guys are the truth. Like they're not, yeah. they're different. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're different. Yeah, I always That's look great. at Scream in that regard. 
Yeah. Scream as a CS player probably has the best AK shot of maybe any CS player ever. And he always was, he's always the top player on his team, but he's always on these really shitty teams. And he would never be widely regarded better than Shroud because Shroud was on a team that would, that was, had a potential they to win championships, yeah, they, right? They were in the mainstream more. And Shroud was a middle, middle bottom player on that team, right? He was potentially even at times the worst player on that team by a significant margin, enough to where there was conversations all the time about Shroud getting dropped from that team. The thing that saved Shroud more more times than none was every time those conversations would happen, he would give you one. He'd pop up. You know what I mean? Like he would just go yeah. crazy. And for an and entire weekend. Like, they were like, where is this all the time you know right. like it's, it's different but then like you'll see him go pistol round and wipe a whole team out by himself mm-hmm. in a pro tournament like he's playing other pros mm-hmm. for money at land on the stage everything and he's ruining kids yeah and then there's then there's other days other tournaments where you're like damn this isn't even close to the same player where you're like yeah well shroud doesn't deserve to be on this team which is yeah, crazy for sure. mentally it's just i think it's it's insane. The skill was there. There's just there's mental differences when it comes to that. Sure. Would you say, Cash, that was Shroud the Dickie Simpkins of his team or the Horace Grant of his <laughs> team? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for me, I was always partial to Horace Grant personally. I like that attitude. I like that, you know, that kind of player mindset. But like it was a he was a guy that would get overshined, which was part of the reason why his retirement and benching and all that kind of came out when it did and it wasn't just him you know there was talk about other players and you know they made a lot of changes but right after that they went and won a tournament they went and oh, won wow. they went and beat phase who at that time in cs it was like the monsters bro they had literally five of probably the top eight players in the world yeah. at the same time they were looked upon like, as on they were yeah they were looked upon as the guys that just they were like the golden state warriors or when lebron went to miami mm. and he teamed up with all these other all-stars and people were like how are we going to beat that they yeah. bent Shroud, they made a couple other moves, and then all of a sudden they beat them in Boston. And people were like, dude, they did it on US soil. Like, that's, yeah. it was legendary, but they've never been able to duplicate it. Never I again. Mean, yeah, never again. Phase of that time was a French team, weren't they? For some I, reason, there's I don't a... know if they were French or German. Whatever they were, they were fucking nasty. And their team captain was probably the best sniper shot I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we like to do on this show, right? And Zach is actually really good at it. And he, uh, I, I was listening to the Mantis interview, Zach, over again. And he's never going to be able to not unsay some of the things you got him to say when I got up and walked away for 15 minutes. So you got him on the, <laughs> on the record saying some stuff. Oh, uh, I'm good at it. But what, what we like to do, man, is we want to get you on the record cash, right? And then we want to make sure we can throw this in your face for the remainder of the time that we know you. So you can never, like, go, come, come back from it. But... I know is I think I know where Zach stands on this one, but it's the only fight we have on this topic list, and it's amazing that we're talking about <sighs> this more than the actual main event, which is a smoker. D- Till versus a uh, Whitaker tomorrow night's going to be sure. amazing. But I want to know what you think of Gus versus Verdun. This is the real MMA <laughs> fan is talking about this fight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think the hardcores, you know what. Fabricio Verdum did right. I mean, like when he beat Kane, man. Yeah, he ended the legacy. Ooh, people didn't think <laughs> Kane could be beat. Like yeah. they, like there was people like, dude, this guy's not going to get touched. Cardio, top level. He dealt with a lot of injuries, which at that time, that whole gym did. Yeah, they all went through that. But Verdum, he he caught him, you know, and he went on a nice little run himself. He's had some bad luck as of late, but to me, bro, Gus. 
he's the third best light heavyweight of all time. Yeah. Of all time. And I mean, yeah. that's why I'm so intrigued, right? Because you know what Fabricio can do. But Gus going up, adding another 35 pounds, power, three rounds. I think three rounds benefits him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He can come out and just start swinging, and he'll be okay. I mean, he's still got to be technical, but you know how he likes to box, and his boxing skill is so good that I think he can just go out there and kind of be free, see what it feels like. Right. But I remember hearing stories. Um, I mean, it's Brendan Schaub, which take that for what it is, but Schaub, Schaub was saying that – when he was preparing for the first John fight that he was still fighting and right. Gus, Gus went to his gym. Well, and they was, were all with each other in Alliance, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So they were all at Alliance and he was saying that Gus was like breaking dudes during mm -hmm. camp. Like they had to keep bringing people in because he was fucking smoking them out in a week. He was just breaking yeah. people. So he was like, I was positive Gus was going to be the next world champion. He's like, then John does what he did. And everyone's like, wow, what a classic. Alex is his fucking savage and then john's like yeah i didn't train yeah and people were like god damn bro. Yeah. and then when they fought the second time Smoked you saw him. it Smoked yeah him. you hey, saw Smoked it him. you know there's a as much as john fucks up there's he's at a different level man he's on this pedestal yeah. that no one's been able to take from him yet i think gus he's got the size i honestly think i think he smokes fabrizio i don't think this fight's gonna be close I think Gus is going to come out. I think it's going to be first round, maybe early second round. Gus gets him out of there. Just uh, catches him. Catches okay. him. Just drops him. Just puts too much on him. I mean, Fabricio's been hit, man. He's been hit yeah. by some big, big dudes, some big power shots. And I, one, I don't know how many more he could take, but Gus had hands at 205. I'm thinking that the boxing skills with the extra weight, the extra power, it's going to be a tough out. What about you, Zach? I, I know I already know you're picking Gus. I think. Yeah, I, I yeah. So I, me, I, me and Cash share the same sentiment on this. Gus is the number three light heavyweight of all time. You know, if if he fought in a different era, there might be an argument in the fact that he might be the most dominant champion ever. I would imagine. I mean, honestly, think about what he would have done to a guy like. And no disrespect to Chuck Liddell, he was a legend, but like, oh, forget Gus, about it. Gus yeah, would have made him look smoking. like a chunk, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. It's it's what it is. Sorry you existed at this time where there's these two goats arguably yeah. ahead of you. I mean, both those guys are in that conversation. It's, well, it's here, tough. Here's the quick thing. Before, sorry, Zach. No, I actually no have Gus winning that fight with Daniel Cormier. I'm on record of saying that. Like me and my wife, my wife and I watched it, and uh, he dropped Daniel. No, was close, I don't know. That was a close fight. And I don't know if that got counted as an actual uh, knockdown, but it was like, I think it was like a third or fourth round. We caught Daniel with a knee when Daniel was trying to come in. I think it was the third round. Yeah. And he dro absolutely dropped him, but Daniel did what he did, which is he popped back up. And so they probably robbed him of that. And I thought he actually won that fight. But what, Zach, what were you saying? What do you think, man? Do you think? No, he, I, he, so I th I'm thinking uh, Gus wins for sure, but I think it's going to be the third round. They should take the uh, uh, first round for feeling out. He's never fought at heavyweight before, from from my knowledge. Um, he's coming back off of what, an 18 month layoff or something like that. Um, see, but I think that works in his advantage. I agree. I, I agree. I mean? He's like, had time to move tired, up to heavyweight. Right. Got some time with, with the wife and the and the kid on the way. And yeah. you know how it is, man. Those nagging injuries that just Yeah. How long does someone get to rest when they're in that profession? Yeah. That time off. Truly. I think he's gonna come out and he's just gonna be he's gonna be sharp. He didn't stop training. I'm gonna tell you yeah. that right now. Right. A I true agree. martial artist like that at that level, they never stop. Mm -hmm. They never do.
The so I think cut. into the third round. I think Gus wins in the third round. Yeah. Yeah. Strikes are you. So this is the only thing I'm worried about with the whole fight, right? Even though Fabricio doesn't have like a traditional, uh, traditional crazy double leg takedown. He's a, you know, he's a pure jits guy, and I respect him for that. For being a pure jits guy, is his striking is still laughable, but he's gotten a lot better at King's MMA. The one thing I'm worried about is if they get caught up in a clinch or a, a tangled up situation, he's going to go for that inside trip and he's going to drag him down by his arm. I agree that Gus is probably going to show him a different look with boxing he's never seen before. Sure. Because that's what that's what Gus does. If you look at the people he lost to, they were that good or they were that powerful, right? So he had the unfortunate luck of kicking Anthony Johnson in the sack, which... Every time that's happened to Anthony Rumble Johnson in his career, he's typically come back like 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 a monster, and then he came back yeah. and he caught him with that famous Johnson, you know, basically a standing, almost like a standing leap and hook, put him down. With John, we know what it was. Gus basically won that fight, right? He took John deeper than anyone's ever going to take him, and the same thing with Daniel Cormier, the two top guys, but. You know, he's lost a little bit of steam. I think the Jones lost the, the build up to the Jones rematch. We can all admit that. Mm -hmm. I think he believed the hype. He was like, I can take this guy. And then the reality set in like, oh, he is that good. Yeah, he's John, as good John, as he smoked John's him. Different. John's different. Yeah. Right? There's, there's a, and in the fight game, and it's no district. I respect anybody that fights in the UFC. Like, that takes balls, bro. You, you and I both know, Steve, we've both fought competitively as a hobby whatever the case is we both trained and like you know what it is at yeah. that level yeah you know what i'm saying like i'm friends with shane we're tight we talk almost every day and i see what this kid does yeah. you know what i'm saying and like you got to think guys like john dj these jet khabib what these guys do mm. They're Cejudo. They're just yeah. a complete they're the Michael Jordan, they're the LeBron. They're the 1% of the 1%. Sure. You know it's, what I'm it's, it's, they are that good. It's the same thing as basketball. So like on the court you have guys who are good on the street, then you have a guy who's good on the street but can play college or collegiate level, and then you have a guy who's good collegiate but can't make it to the NBA, but then you have guys who can go in and smoke NBA players. Then you got guys in the gym who are good at the gym. Right, they're the top dog in the gym, Zach. Like these are the guys that come on the mat like a hey, white belt, hold my belt really quickly. But then they can never compete competitively, right? And then you have guys who train there who are real fighters and they have the talent, and you just see that. And I think Gus, I honestly think Gus is a real fighter, man. And I would pay money to see him make a real run at the heavyweight championship, dude. Like I would Whoa. pay to see Gus in a situation with a steep A. I'd, I'd pay your money, Zach. I'd steal the money out of your wallet to pay for that fight. <laughs> man, if you think I have money in my wallet, man, you got something, you got something to find out. Hold on. I don't think I have anything. I think I had four bucks in cash, and I put that shit in my car, dog. <laughs> because yeah, it's going to be wide open anything. in the heavyweight division now because right. we know these two guys are retiring. They're it's coming. Like, yeah. Whoever wins, and then, then now it's going to be a – I still think that John's going to do something dramatic, and they're going to – Ex, you know, explode with a Francis versus him versus Francis for a, a vacated belt if they both retire. <sighs> so they, that's why they didn't do it. Steve. That's why they didn't do it. Every, yeah. Everyone's talking this super fight. Oh, let's let's get it. Let's run it, bro. There's no belt. Dana White knows what he's doing, fight. man. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. How many times has he done the same thing? Look what he just did with Cejudo. Yeah. Now look at 135s on literal fire. The yeah. whole division's ready to go. You know, you got these new cats coming up at 125. We'll see what happens there. But like heavyweight's gonna be you're gonna have Francis, 
and Curtis Blades. And if yeah. Dana's going to sit there and say, Curtis Blades or John, do I give the extra money to John to make this happen? Two-weight world-class. At that point, you can't even argue that he's not the GOAT if he goes up to heavyweight and beats Francis. Yeah. But if Francis then, in turn, KOs John, bro, John, woo. Dude, that, that will be the most memeable moment in MMA. There have been some memorable moments in knockout, but the day that John gets knocked out, yep, like is going to be the most yeah. reshared meme ever. And you're right, yeah. Me and Zach were talking about. It. I think Zach actually said it. You can't get me to pay for Curtis Blade versus Francis Ngannou for a third time for a vacated belt. No, I'm not doing it. and I'm, no. a fan, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Curtis Blades. Me too. I yeah, like, I like him. You know, there's a lot of people. I get it, man. There's a lot of new MMA fans out, especially with no other sports on, right? They're watching a guy like Usman last weekend, sto yeah. you know, toe stomp and clinch, and it's not sexy. But, maximum effort <laughs> but mma ain't sexy you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah. there's gonna be fights like that but if they if all those people were tuning in and it was uzman versus colby he'd be the hottest fighter in the ufc right now yeah that was that you was know and like that's incredible fight. that's that's facts yeah that's facts it's funny because me uh we were discussing whether or not if uzman is actually a star yet and i think he's respected amongst his peers and he's respected amongst the fans but they've really only had one two no, actually, I guess you would count Chuck Liddell in this, too. They've had three breakout stars, in my estimation, for the, the organization of UFC. Like, it's been Chuck Liddell. He transitioned over. For his time, he was the biggest thing. Randy Couture That's was tough. huge, but Chuck Liddell was just on another level. Bro, people were walking around with that crazy-ass mohawk that was ugly. But their fingernails <laughs> painted. <laughs> but what are you going to do? You're going to tell the guy with a pink toenail he's not tough? I don't know what this I guy know. can do. And then you got Ronda Rousey, obviously. Like, we all know what her uh, – you can try to take it from her. We all lie to ourselves a little bit about Ronda and how good she was. But she was a dominant champion for a time. And then, obviously, you got Connor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have not seen anything like that in MMA ever where – I think – I think Izzy might be next. Man, I hope not, man. I like I like Izzy. I think, For I me, I think it's Izzy or it's Sean O'Malley. See, I don't think it's Sean O'Malley. I think it's Khabib. I think Khabib is – if Khabib fights five more times, Khabib will be the biggest thing on the planet. He won't. He won't. You don't think he can make that com uh, that commercial cut jump over? Oh, he was ready to be done already. I, I, Cash doesn't think he fights anymore. The thing no, is, no, no. Khabib I, is that uh, Khabib is so fucking big. Khabib is the biggest star in Russia right now, right? right it's true. it's one more dominant victory over, let's say, Gaethje, right? Because that's where that's where it goes next. You can just fight, bro. I, no, yeah. I agree. I, I, you know, like, I, I don't think, know. I think, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying there's a lot of people that think. Gaethje ain't, you know. Oh, he walked. Khabib walked. I'm sold. Gaethje ain't anything, bro. Gaethje's a Bad, no, bad dude. I'm a thousand percent on board with you there. I think Gaethje has all of what it takes to beat Khabib. Now, whether you know he does it when he gets in the, in the octagon with him, that's a different story. I thought Poirier had what it take to beat I Khabib think, too. I think out of everyone so far that Khabib's fought, this guy has the most tools in the toolbox to get the job done. Right? Sure. Incredible cardio. Good best, best wrestler Khabib's ever going to face at 155. You know what I mean? Nobody until like, you know, maybe Islam and those guys end up coming up, but they're not sure. going to fight Khabib. He'll be, he'll be gone before then. Right. Um, you know, this is the best and not to mention 
he's probably the hardest hitting. I know there's a lot of Connor fans that probably don't want to hear it, but Gaethje's probably the hardest hitting 155 on Power the roster right hands. now. Both yeah. hands, yeah, both I legs, throws the knees, he goes. He goes, yeah. and he, it's going to be – that's that's a fight. Everybody wanted Tony and Khabib, and it sucks that we will probably never get it. Nope. But – no, it doesn't. Cause I know the rest of you people were sold on Khabib, uh, Ferguson beating Khabib. I, thought, I knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought with that, I just thought Tony was gonna be on his back, land a couple elbows. They were gonna be in Brooklyn, and a New York judge was gonna stop it. Right? That's what I kept telling people. I was like, this is gonna be. Yeah, we had that conversation. Some silly, silly cut, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think Gaethje's, Gaethje's the hardest fight. He's the hardest fight for Khabib right now. But Poirier is on his way back, and Poirier looked real good against Dan Hooker. Yeah, Poirier is the only person who's ever had Khabib in a, in a semi-dangerous situation. He right? that choke. When, yeah, when, when he had that guillotine, I think if he pulled him back into guard and kept that guillotine, he might have been able to put Khabib out. That choke if Khabib, was tight. If Khabib yeah, wasn't able to roll to his back, there was a chance that Khabib was going under. Yeah, right? there was, yeah. That was that was a tight choke. There was a lot of people yeah. saying, like, oh, no, no, that, no, was, that was tight. No, it was that it was was, anyone else in that division, they They're were gone. going out. They were going They're after out. that for sure. And then obviously Khabib right. did what he did, but... You know what the crazy thing is though is that Dustin is uh fighting guys could be kind of makes you realize how good the guys that he beat are. Like so you watch Dustin run that fight back against a uh, Hooker, right? Mm-hmm. That was an amazing fight, but as I'm watching Dustin Poirier, this is a kid I watched. I got to get you this documentary, Zach. I keep telling him telling him to get it. He was in something called Fightville, and you get to see his early career in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, wherever he's from. Mm-hmm. And even then, he was an exceptional athlete and just seeing how he stood out amongst his gym. But watching his career, so many people have counted him out over and over. And then when I see him lose a Khabib, it's kind of like, well, you knew that was going to happen, right? But you're right. He, all, he had that choke in. If Khabib wasn't what, who he is and wasn't able to take that type of pain because yeah. when I torque on the neck on there most dudes would have tapped from that yeah i'm sorry <laughs> no I, so I, my thought is is that if khabib has two more three more super high profile fights is the he's the biggest star the ufc's ever had he has the I potential i think it's gaichi it's gsp and he's gone yeah i know you're right i agree 100 you know, you're right I, he has I, two I fights left the only way he takes a fight after gaichi is is gsp what, what else is he have to prove? What do you guys think? Both of you. I think Kamar Usman is a horrible fight for his legacy. Like, if you want to hype, if you want a train of success to come to an end, put him against Kamar Usman, and it's like, and that train. This comes is the. To I actually, I texted Steve after the after Kamaru's last fight, and I said, I t- the only thing I said was Khabib beats Usman. So, I completely disagree. I think Usman beats the fucking brakes off of Khabib. He's just a brick house I of just, sadness. There is, there, is, there is something about that dude. And I, like I said, it's not always sexy. That no. fight, like people, I know what people were expecting with Masvidal. That's a Kamaru Usman fight, bro. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what he does to people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. him and Colby, that was a cute one-off because they're both... <sighs> Unreal wrestlers, unreal so cardio, good. and they just stood in the middle and they just banged, right? Yeah. Usman's not going to, Usman's a, a real champion. He's yeah. got a champion mindset with a champion coaching staff, and they're not going to play those games with people that are clearly better strikers than him. Yeah. Masvidal yeah. is one of the best boxers on the roster, any weight class. 
and you saw that in the brief stand-up interaction <laughs> yeah in like brief mm-hmm. interaction kamar uzman was like i don't like this yeah, exactly <laughs> you know i think i think it's just one of those things that uzman is gonna always be one of those guys that's just underappreciated he's gonna hold that belt for a while people are gonna find him boring but from a competitive standpoint, you're gonna have it's gonna be tough to beat that to guy. That, out of that is he is gonna be a tough out, man. I think Gilbert Burns. Uh, did I say that's the Burns game right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the most. I have a, I have a bad history of like just not seeing these guys' names right. But I think <laughs> never, <laughs> never. I correct him every thirty seconds. But I think he is the most dangerous matchup for Kamar Usman. But when it comes to like uh, Khabib versus Usman, like. I've said this. I'm on record of saying it. I don't care if they beat me up if they see me in the street. I'm not buying any of that AKA nonsense about Khabib holding down Daniel Cormier. I've never believed any of that. And I think the reality is if he gets in there with another wrestler who's able to outstrength him, now, I better think it might be better like, hands too. and better hands. Sure. I think it be might have the better scrambles and transitions. But I'm telling you, someone's going to figure out at some point when they're when he's on top of them, they're gonna go. Oh, I'm not gonna scooch up to the to the cage. I'm not gonna do that because I know yeah. If you keep it in the center, hand. Khabib has has nothing. Said, yeah. <laughs> you know said, I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna blast his legs a bunch of times and stay away from the cage. He goes, yeah. if he tries to take me down in the middle of the octagon, I'm not going down. Yeah. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. not. He's like, my wrestling's too good. He's like, the only way he'll be able to take me down is if he gets me up against a fence, gets his hands underneath my butt, and takes my legs out from under me. He's like, that's the only way I go down in this fight. Yeah, Man, everyone I- says that though, right? Everyone oh, says that leading up to the fight, and it's it's every everyone has a plan until they meet Khabib in the octagon, yeah. right? That's my thought with Usman though is I, Khabib is a natural one seventy. Let's same be cloth, though, let's it's be. Yeah, it's man. a little it's a little different. One's you know cashmere, and the other one you know I get it, but Usman. I'm telling you, man, that that uh, dude, boy is sick. I ride yeah, the Usman hype train. I, I really do. But I feel like if you get Khabib at his natural weight class, there, there might be something different there. And we've we've hey, never I'll, seen him I'll at 70. If that fight happens, I'll be watching. Oh, you know dude, what I'm saying? me if too. I'm, I'm ready for that. I'll pay for it with that, Steve's money. Oh, yeah, fucking <laughs> COVID will not stop me from having people over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's one of those fights that just, you know, they say styles styles make fights, right? Those are two guys cut from a similar cloth. Yeah. You're gonna go yeah. out. The thing that I think, dude, when you look at Khabib, and it's nothing against the guy's stature, but then you see what Usman looks like, you're like, there's gotta be a power difference there. Usman is a But see, that's the thing. That's why I hate Kevin Lee. And I, you're gonna ask me what's the connection here. Kevin Lee ruined my chance to see the one guy, the specialist I knew who could outscramble Khabib. He took that away from me. My boy, what's his name? Uh, Gigar, Gregor, Gillespie. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was convinced. Me and Joe Rogan, so I'm in good company. Like this guy is going to give Khabib trouble. And the next thing I know, he gets smoked. Head kick. By Kevin Lee, by the most emotional guy in in all of UFC. And it's like, but I I think, I I honestly think that like, it's going to be a boxer that smokes him in the middle, or it's going to be a wrestler that goes, you're not pulling that that if it's not level. if it's not Gaethje, my only other pick at 155 is Charles Oliveira. You know what? 
I w- if you'd have said that before, I'd have been like, hang up on him now. But this Charles Oliveira that's fighting now. We had a conversation about Charles Oliveira over a, 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 a game of uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. It is up on the channel. You could find it. And we had like a 25-minute conversation of what the hell happened to Charles Oliveira because the last time he came out, he looked incredible. I don't yeah. know what happened, but he's striking looks way different it is so much more polished it's more technical it's more efficient you can tell he's not throwing bombs everything is just it's tight it's precise um but that whole division man we're talking about poirier poirier's fight against hooker he landed 70 percent of his strikes it's unheard of yeah that's like that's insane percent for a fight that goes a full five rounds yeah that's because the investment that these guys are paying with their body and their times becoming real athletes like if you if you look at where mma started right like literally where it started to where it's at now to watch a guy like dustin parier who most boxers would laugh at his form but this guy's in there man and he threw such short precise hooks to get dan hooker off of him that like i literally grabbed santana i was like that was amazing (laughs) i've been watching mma since the haymaker day where guys would literally close their eyes zach and throw. And just throw. Mm-hmm. And Reckless just throw. <laughs> and it's just like the worst thing. But now to see these guys like just killing it like this, the thing is about it is like the thing that I know is going to happen to Khabib, and I said it before, his defeat, if he doesn't leave on top, is going to look as bad as Ronda Rousey's. Because you can't you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. His striking hasn't gotten any better. Let's Not be, at all. Let's Not be real. at all. No, like, I agree. His, his maybe he's got a better uppercut in the clinch, like he'll grab your head and get an uppercut, but that ain't enough. No, it's not, not enough. enough. To stay on top, but his wrestling is enough, man. And I'm just hoping that back to Gus and Verdum. Here's what I'm hoping doesn't happen in this fight, right? I'm hoping that Gus would have strong mindset shows up, not Gus that was winning the fight against Anthony Rumble Johnson, and then in a poor transition gave up an arm or doesn't do what he needs to do and that you can't do that with someone like Verdum. like Not, you have you have to be willing to be in, yeah you got to be in there all 15 minutes of the fight and i'm just hoping that's what he does man i i, I got nothing else to say you're both wrong <laughs> khabib is a bum john jones is a goat <laughs> yeah we're gonna transition off of fighting here we've been on this and this is this is notoriously our uh our lowest <laughs> viewed topic do. This is our lowest viewed topic by a wide margin. They'd rather us talk about feminism and why it's great than talk about fucking fighting. But um, I, I swear, dude, I swear we'd get better views out of out of worshiping feminism than we do out of the out of the UFC and just fighting in general. Um, so, Cash, we have some questions here for you, buddy. How did you start streaming? What what, what like you're a good streamer, right? I, I give you that, right? I, I when, when that. I tune into your stream, I enjoy myself generally. There's people that you know that we know that I tune in, and I you know I'm there because I'm a friend. I, I don't enjoy the guy, but I watch your content, right? And um, what what started you on this path of streaming? So one, I appreciate that because um, I'll be honest with you, like you don't always hear that from people, right? Like sure, a lot yeah. of, the, and I'm sure it's the same with the podcast, right? You make yeah. content in hopes that it resonates with somebody. Um, but not everybody's not always vocal about that. You know, you get people mm-hmm. that come to, to come to your Twitch channel and they sub and they hang out and whatever. That's cool. But not everybody goes like, Hey man, you're good at what you do. Yeah. Yes. You know, they, there's a difference. Um, for me, man, it was one of these things that like, I was working a job where I was working 70, 75 hours a week. Um, I was 
making a lot of money doing what I was doing and having fun. And I was in a secure position, but, um, I'd met my now wife. We started dating. We were together for a while. It got to a point where it was like, Hey man, I need to settle down with this girl and make something here. And I can't allow my job to continue to get in the way of that. Right. So meet her. We're talking. I end up playing some video games with some friends. Um, their friends get invited. A uh, couple of my mods now, shout out to, to Dean. Um, my buddy Dean one day was like, dude, you need to broadcast yourself. Okay. And I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't know Twitch was a thing at this point. It's like probably four or five years ago. I was like, I, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, Oh dude, you've never been to like Twitch. And I was like, no, what is that? So I, I get on it, I watch, I find a few favorites, some popular people, I like their content and stuff. Um, ultimately, I ended up leaving that job, went to my current space, did what I did to get to promote it and where I'm at now. But at the time, it was one of those things where it was like, well, I'm losing money, right? So how do I make more money? You have okay. to, do I get a second job? That defeats the purpose. I'm leaving the old job because of the more mm -hmm. hours. What about passion? Right. And, and Steve can probably attest to this too, being, a, you know, a little bit older, like I am now, you know, married, everything like that. At some point in your life, you have to make a decision about passion, right? You get yeah. one, you get one life, man. And, and yeah. it's crazy to think nothing's guaranteed. I could yeah. be gone tomorrow. You True. know what I'm saying? Like you never know. And it's just one of those things that it's like, well, what am I passionate about? Well, I'm passionate about video games. I'm passionate about talking to people, socially connecting with people and trying to make people better people. You know, and I think that's something that kind of gets lost in a lot of what happens or what people see with streaming because they see the money and they see the, the clout and the glam and the, the Instagram and the Twitter and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't do it for any of that. None of that matters to me. I've made some of my best friends on that platform but I started because somebody was just like, Hey man, like you're pretty good at games. Not every game. You know, I'm not always, I'm never the best, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I play with my friends, I'm never the best player. I'm, I'm good. I would say I'm above average at most games that I play, but I can hold a conversation. I can talk a lot of shit. I can be entertaining. And that's the part of it that connects for me. And then when I, I started meeting people that weren't my friends in real life, I was like, damn, like this is something that like, I could really use to make a bigger impact towards what I want. And that's, that's kind of where it started. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, just past my third year of, of streaming, sure. you know, and I've, I found some, some pretty good success. You know, we're still growing, we're still building on things, but um, it's a process, right? I can't put the same time in that some of these other people do, you know, right. I know people they're, they're full-time streamers. They're not making a lot of money, but they're streaming eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Sometimes I don't have time for that. True. So I have to try to be as smart as possible to try to get as much growth with the limited amount of time that I do have to give to it. Fair. Absolutely fair. Cash, you were my second longest uh, person I've been subbed to at uh, 22 months. I have one person, one person slightly longer than you by 20, 20 more months on top oh, of it. <laughs> just too casual. A good friend, actually, from long ago. We should get him on the podcast. I don't think he'll come on, though. Um, <laughs> he's, he's way bigger than that. Um, you know, I've, I actually thoroughly enjoy your content. I, I do. I tune in a lot. Um, I, I, play, I chat like 80% of the time that I'm in there. I always try to say something. Engagement's huge for, for Twitch. Um, 100%. 
man, it's always hard to transition from topic to topic because like I could we could talk about streaming forever, right? Because a lot of right. things that you say in you know being able to play games and you're pretty good, you're not the best, and you're able to hold a conversation is, is the same reason I've made I've been trying to make content for ten years, right? Is, is I've always thought the same thing about myself, and it's because at one point you get addicted to a game and you become so good at it and you become so fluent with, with playing it. Right. Like, and Steve's seen that and where I can hold a full conversation while doing something difficult in a game, because I know what I'm, I just, it's muscle memory. Right. What was that first game for you? What was that first game that hooked you in and you got to, you got like addicted to a point where it was almost probably bad for your health. Playing it or streaming it. Uh, we, let's do both playing and then streaming. So streaming, it was PUBG, right? So, okay. PRs were just starting to pop. I had just gotten into streaming mm-hmm. and I was pretty good at the game. I would hit sniper shots that were like deep or unheard mm-hmm. of, like crazy flicks. People would be running past the tree line. I wouldn't be able to see them. I'd shoot at the tree. I'd kill them. I got clips on my Instagram of me doing stuff like that. So I was I was getting addicted to it because people were, I was getting clicks. People were coming to the Instagram because I'm tagging it and they're like, oh, this, that was a dope shot or this and that. My viewership's going up. I had the most subs I ever had in my channel while I was playing, um, you know, for probably the first like year and a half, two years of me streaming recently when I changed, you know, I've now broken that for myself, but, um, it took two years to do that, sure. you know? So like I, I had so much time and that's where I was getting known in, in the community. Like there was pro players I'd be in games with, uh, Chaco Taco, who he plays for TSM. He's one of the best PUBG players out yeah. there we were in a game together and I was bodying people and on his stream, he kept saying he saw my name and he goes this on his stream. This is my competition. This, I got to kill this kid. Yeah. I'm like, we end up having the gunfight where he fucking destroyed my ass. <laughs> but It was fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. You know, people from his chat came over and they're like, Oh, good fight. But then like they were sending me clips of taco, like saying this stuff. And then him saying like, that shot was so filthy that kid probably thinks that I'm cheating. So when I went to spectate the shot, it was an unreal shot. Yeah, yeah. But if I didn't know, I knew who he was already. Sure. I probably would have suspected that. I knew who he was, and he's one of the most filthy players in the game. Chaco is very good. Very good. He still plays the game, which is crazy because no one plays the game anymore. <laughs> but, you know, he's just, he was, again, the levels thing, right? right. I know my role as a streamer, and I think that's something that a lot of people lack not everyone's going to be this competitive just monster where people tune into you because you're just really good or you're winning tournaments or whatever i know i'm never going to be that person so how do i get people to watch me instead of watching that person sure right so for me it was that uh game everquest and it's not even close um everquest for me when i was in high school um i was going through some rough times and shit in life my boys were playing, started playing. First first MMO that I, I played, um, you had to pay a monthly subscription, which was kind of unheard of at that time. Yeah. It was a very difficult game. Still to this day, probably the most difficult MMO that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And um, I got obsessed with it. And it was actually to an unhealthy point only because I was running away from something in real life. You know what I mean? And in order yeah. for me to get away from that, it was like, okay, I leave school and I'm just going to play video games till my eyes fucking bleed if that's what it is, you know? And uh, that carried over into World of Warcraft. And then after that, I had like a, I had a serious like life thing happen and my perspective on a lot of stuff changed. And I kind of 
step back from playing that much you know i still mm -hmm. played and put a lot of time in especially with streaming but like bro when i tell you i was playing like 12 to 16 hours a day Ooh. that was that was real like i was i was literally like either not working jobs or once i graduated high school i was working my jobs but my job was split so i'd work in the morning for a couple hours i'd get a few hours off i'd go back work another couple hours and then i'd be off the rest of the night mm -hmm. so what i would do is i'd get out of work at like five o'clock i would play video games till 7 a.m go to go to work work those couple hours come home go to sleep for four go back in for work and then i would just do it all over again sure you know and like I got very unhealthy at that point, you know, and then like I ended up actually at that time getting back into like working out and martial arts and stuff like that. And that helped kind of break me away from some of that. Martial arts the second time. I obviously did martial right, arts when I was right, younger, right. but you know, yeah. I got back into it. So first Steve is Steve has no idea what EverQuest is, right? I no, assume no, Steve. I was, I was so, before I said it, I was like, so for the other <laughs> Right, so EverQuest is the game that everyone played before World of Warcraft, right? WoW came out as a killer to EverQuest, and it essentially did that. But the Completely game was wiped it off the map. so hard yeah. that only people who had that amount of time would could succeed at EverQuest. And that's, that's a fire. lot of a lot of what people loved in MMOs and early WoW was similar but still not nearly as as hard, right? Cuz it had a good it had a good UI, it had a good storytelling system. Where EverQuest had this has this awful UI, right? And it's it's no idea what's going on. They don't give you any information or where to go or what to be or what to do. No, no maps, no quests. You it was are literally just killing mobs, but you couldn't kill mobs by yourself. That's right. how difficult the game was. You had to so have in someone order to else. Kill mobs, you had to be in a group of five people. So, like, you were constantly playing with the same people because you couldn't kill anything by yourself. Mm -hmm. And because the leveling system was slow, slow, because there was no quest or anything, you'd be in the same like zone or like instance or group mm -hmm. for like weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. Like to hit max level in that game, like you're putting in months Work. of actual gameplay. Yeah. Like legit months time. Of actual legit gameplay. time. Um, so it's very unhealthy, I think, for anybody that played. And then that ends up transferring into WoW, which was so much more polished with a real, like, questing and storyline and a real raid system. And, like, then for me, I'm, like, it's, like, I relapsed almost. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it was, like, yeah. it was, like, I backed off, and then it was, like, oh, my God, this new one comes out. And then, like, I went crazy is not even the world word with WoW. Like, WoW, I my main character in WoW has over 400 days played. Sure. In-game time, Steve in game time steve has bro. no concept so like cash when me and you say we have 400 days played at a game steve's like wow man you only played it for a year no. right and it's like no no, 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 no. no. that's I, the I literal amount I of time that we've played in a game i remember yeah. he asked me one time how much how much time i had paid, played on my runescape character right and i'm like i, I don't know dude, it's a 15 year old character and they only started tracking time x amount of years ago and i have 1700 hours on it since Right, and it's it's no real concept of time of how much like you actually put in. Steve, let's put it this way: I stopped playing the game the second expansion. So the original game came out. Oh six. The first ex oh six. Mm -hmm. The first um, expansion comes out. The next expansion comes out, and I'm done. We're like eight nine expansions in right now. This is number right? eight, I think, coming out. Shadowlands is eight, I think. I think so. So. Yeah. Within the time, the span of like, what's three years, four years, essentially, I had 400 days played in the game. Yeah. So that should tell you how little I was working or sleeping. Like, 
like I was working for a school at that time. So like I was off for the summers. I was off weekends. I was off the holidays. I got spring break, winter break. So like my spring break in like fell in line with the first expansion when it came out and I was off for a week and a half. And when I say I maybe slept 10 hours in those 10 days, that's real. And like, I have friends that can attest to that because they were at my house playing with me the whole time. I literally lived on Buffalo chicken pizza and energy drinks. Hey, man. That sounds like a good life. Man. That sounds like a good That's life. Buffalo, did, Buffalo chicken pizza. That's amazing. So 06, right? Man, I took the other path in, in 06, right? There were two games in 06 that people played. It was World of Warcraft or RuneScape. Right. And I started playing RuneScape in 06 about. Right. And that's when I had taken the other path. And, you know, I don't regret the decision, but I I always wanted to know what it was like to experience the the first time you stepped foot into Molten Core, the first time you stepped foot into going into Anixia. Right. I I always wanted to know what it was like for that. And that's why I'm playing so heavily now for when Shadowlands comes out that I'll be able to experience something like that with the Shadowlands raids and dungeons and such. Well, that was the crazy thing back then was that everybody had to be on the same server. It was much harder to do that stuff. But when yes. you were doing, you were grinding so hard to be the first people because there was bragging rights, mm-hmm. right? I would walk around with my epics and people would know I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it was. I was world ranked at one point in that game. Like, I, I put time into that game mm-hmm. and for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the, like, I won't even try to play the game again. Yeah, like, yeah. I won't even try to play the game again. It's at that point. Um, but back then, you couldn't have told me shit. Like, you couldn't get me off that game. It's just so crazy, man, how different the culture of video games is like for you guys. But I, I won't even, I can't say it's so different from our generation because I remember my buddy would spend that much time with Final Fantasy, all the games, every Final Fantasy game from Super Nintendo all the way up to PlayStation. The same way. I played every two Final Fantasy, my favorite, my favorite series. For the Street Fighter scene, the only person I can say that put that much time into it is my older brother. But it was, it's a different type of slow burn, right? Like, so he was not a console player, even though he was filthy on console like the way i smoked jonathan hernandez that time at the school (laughs) like special shout out to jonathan just levels to this right so there's casuals and there's real players but (laughs) (laughs) the way i smoked him in Street fighter my older brother has smoked me on console multiple times like minimum minimum effort but where he really shined was on the arcade sticks right like he could go 2 a.m catch a game saint mark's beat every so just imagine the scenario everyone's waiting to play for 25 cents everyone's good and he smokes a whole line of kids you know and like he would put so much time in but what you guys are describing man like the type of dedication it takes it was different to put that yeah it's totally it's different. different yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, it was also one of those things that like there's almost no way to stack yourself against the other person mm-hmm. without right. it being like a gear check right it was like okay well i have this gear and you don't right, but right, right. You didn't know about it unless you were doing it. And mm-hmm. the only way you could do it is by investing all this time in it. Like I was in a guild that had world first in that game. Like that's how dedicated I was to it. But at the same time, like a cost comes with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you put that kind of time in, like you're sacrificing a lot that you don't even realize. And at that point, video games wasn't, it couldn't really be a profession at that point, but it could be now. You know, and there's yeah. a lot of kids that I think 
are going to end up going this route with and you know because doors open right like yeah. think about just a few years ago you couldn't watch a tv show on your phone or your ipad or whatever like it's only going to get yeah higher and higher and the the money's going to get better and the stakes are going to get better and you know it's it's going to turn into something but it's not for everybody sure it's funny because it's like it's so a lot of people myself included when i first found out about twitch and this is prior to you guys i thought it was just some type of voyeuristic experience right i thought all right man this is really sad like why would you want to watch someone else play video games go buy the game yourself and play it and you guys have kept pushing me like hey just check out a couple of streams and you know who got me in I, like you know who my first streamer was that i watched and I was just like, man, I'm sold on this dude from now on. <laughs> but it's it's amazing because it, it is an industry and it is a form of entertainment. But you're the second Twitch streamer we've had on the show. And I would say the same thing to you that I said to our first guest. Like, it's different when you have someone that actually can draw a following, right? Sure. Like dedicated fans. Like I've tuned into your, your, uh, your stream a few times and it's a community. Like there are people yeah. actively in it. What's that like for you building up a community for yourself, man? It's sick because I'm... In my opinion, I'm doing it the right way, right? I think we live in a society where everybody is just, they're so fast to burn other people down or specifically just do stuff for the clout, the shine, the likes. Like, I'm just being myself. And like, right. no, there's no gimmicks with me. Like, sometimes I play around and, you know, I talk some shit and whatever, but like, that's how I am in real life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, if we're hanging out somewhere and we're just chopping it up, having a conversation, every once in a while, I'm going to clown you. Like that's right, what right. it. You know what I mean? That's just how I am. And you got me good today with that belt comment. You thought I didn't hear it, but I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, it's just one of those things that, like, I think for me it's cool because I'm not, I'm not trying to take anybody's place. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to do my own thing, and people that ride with me, it's sick. Like my community, I'm I'm constantly discord twitter snapchat texting even some of them you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it, it's gotten to that point with some people and i think for me it's more gratifying because it's slow but i'm not i'm not going out of my way to do something specifically to get noticed i'm just i'm doing me i would tweet the shit that i would normally tweet if i was a streamer or not and uh you know i think for me it's more about that connection right like how i can impact somebody else do you ever think about i know right now you're like you're committed to where your community's at and i'm sorry zach's helped me to understand it's not so much the platform it's where people are like where they're available to be uh reached out to but let's say somewhere like which is we've seen the demise of mixer their last day was yesterday right something like their that yeah it was a very sad send-off yeah very it was very anticlimactic yeah not what i thought you know, there was wasn't be. any fucking balloons or confetti it was like and click Done. Yeah, yeah, that's all Mixer was. Wait, yeah. I don't even know if there were any streams leading up to the point. I think people were pretty much already. Abandoned. I think they were gone. They were what gone. was Once the announcement was made? I think before the announcement was made, the top guys knew. Absolutely. Shroud, Shroud and Ninja knew what was up. Yep. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, but they were the two that got special treatment, right? Not everybody yeah. got out of their contract. Not everybody but got the double money. Um, they got all of it. They got the money. They got the bag. They dip, they can do whatever they want now, mm. but not everybody got that choice. And that's that's rough. So when you see stuff, when you see stuff like that, like given like the Twitch Security Council, you see how hard it is to get a community going on. Like Zach has famously said, it's a 
it's hard to get people to click links right that's i i'll put put it on my tombstone now like because i know it firsthand mm -hmm. when you see stuff like that do you ever think like hey man maybe i could build better on facebook or maybe I could build better on YouTube or you are you just like, no, Twitch is where I need to be right now. I think for me, this is the way I look at it and I'll explain my mindset behind it. You guys know me, so you probably understand it already, but like, I would rather, I would rather the way that I look at it is Twitch is an ocean. There are so many amazing creators. I mean, really like from, actual games to podcasting to talk shows to fitness to this there are just so many amazing creators on twitch and when people talked about like moving and stuff like that like i don't want to be the a, a big or a medium-sized fish in a small pond right like for me and i think the reason i have that mentality is because i've i've never wanted to back down from a challenge if i get a challenge from something like I'm going to take the harder road sometimes just to prove that I can do it because I have that mindset. But at the same time, I'm also not tripping on if this doesn't work out for me. And some people, it's hard for them to think that way, but not everybody makes it. You know, like yeah. think about it in the music world or comedy or anything. Not everybody has what it takes to get there and stay there. For me, man, I think it's one of those things where it doesn't matter to me if I make it. I have a career where I make good money and I'm doing something that I enjoy and I work with people that I enjoy. I'm not pressed the way that some of these other people are pressed to get the clicks, to get the follows, to get this, to get that. None of that shit matters to me. I hit the go live button and I just do what I do. For me, I think given what we've seen, the only other viable place to go is YouTube. Okay. Other than that, I don't think there's shit out there. Okay. So Cash subscribes to my uh, weekly newsletter. <laughs> he is he is echoing the same sentiment that I've had on, on many it's, different topics it's here. Facts, though, man, look at it. I mean, Ninja and Shroud, as great as streamers as they were, when a game like Valorant came out, where right. Summit at some points had 300, 400,000 mm -hmm. people watching him, Shroud couldn't crack 10K. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because Shroud's not great we know shroud's great but it's one of these things where it's like well twitch is doing the event right oh you can get the beta key from us you can't do this on mixer right Twitch yeah. can do this right so then okay now i'm gonna watch the person that streams the most well summit's good he's popular he's streaming for like 48 hours straight i'm mm -hmm. gonna go chill in his chat then you get addicted to summit because he's a great one of and one of my favorite content creators period regardless of what he's playing he's fantastic um right. You fall in love with somebody like that and then you end up a lot of people end up giving them money or you know whatever the case may be but um those opportunities aren't there for everybody yeah. you know and even that very few people transition to youtube and have the same success as a streamer they may go yeah. on to make other content that competes but streaming outside of like courage and valkyrie and like a couple other ones they don't keep the same viewership because twitch yeah. twitch has that market right oh you can sub for free oh you can get in-game loot because you sub for free oh we're doing this event come through for this oh there's this yeah. tournament where 40 of your favorite streamers are all playing the same game against each other and there's a prize pool and you know nobody does stuff like that twitch is twitch is very much far ahead in those those situations but i think the only other one that that even comes close is youtube and honestly i know zach has said youtube will eventually you know probably be the biggest um that's hard it's that's hard to deny
you know i, th I think youtube has really you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that youtube that you can do on youtube that isn't there right like i could take my twitch i could take an entire broadcast upload the entire thing up to youtube and youtube's discoverability is so much better that i'll have more people watch a video of my stream than the feature where you could go to my Twitch and just go watch the video right off my Twitch channel. Mm -hmm. right. People would rather go to YouTube to watch that because they can sub for free. They can, you know, yeah, all this other kind of stuff. But I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah, and people don't even realize, uh, man, we're quoting from the book of Zach right now, which is just disgusting to me. But <laughs> if you think about the market share of Android users, right? YouTube comes right on that phone. People don't even understand how well the the search engine works from Google to YouTube. And you'll be in there like Flynn. Like once I started watching people's content, I I don't even go to Twitch. No offense, except for you and Zach when you guys stream. I just go watch the. It's just cash. I don't I don't stream. I don't I don't stream. <laughs> We're taking that I, out. I man. Watch, I was, I'm I, such a bad I streamer. I don't care, YouTube, man, because it's like it's a. It's a better experience. I got to be honest with you to go watch it on there. For a lot of people too, it's, it's, you get the polished version of it, right? Like yeah. Shroud can stream for eight straight hours. They're going to cut that down into a 20 minute highlight video mm, with the flash. Bro, this guy is shit. You know what I mean? Like you have that availability. You can't yeah. do that on Twitch, you know? So like there's pros and cons to both. And I think, I honestly think depending on the type of creator you are, like your style, one benefits you more than the other. Sure. So, I mean, with with that said, man, uh, I, I've heard some rumors, you know, from a golem of sort, a golem-like creature that I associate with. That you're going to be making kind of a little transition to uh, to YouTube here pretty soon. You got yourself an editor. Yeah. What, what, what's going on there, man? Um, I I got to work smarter, right? Like I said, I you know I can stream maybe. 12 to 18 hours a week which is less than what i used to do um so in order to to give it the best possible option that i can i have to i have to change some things you know and i think put myself out there more i've been more active on twitter i've been more active especially about gaming on twitter um mm -hmm. real life stuff as well because i feel like people connect with you a lot more when you're yeah. talking genuinely from the heart about stuff that's actually going on yeah. um you know, I deleted Facebook because I was going to kill somebody if I stood oh, on that. Man, app. I just sent you a friend request. Yeah, I should be <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow uh, Talking with the Dad on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, I may not, I may not be the most savvy when it comes to this stuff, but it's like, hey, if I could do this stuff, pay this other kid some money he gets to do something he loves. Right. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how I look at it. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not saying I'm giving the kid an opportunity. Like I don't want it to sound like that, but it's one of these things where it's like my passion is the gaming and the streaming. His is the editing. Right. Sure. So if I can give him a little bit of money to make me a YouTube video and then I can go and upload the YouTube video or use it for various things throughout my channel, like I plan on doing, um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where we both kind of get the benefit and, at the same time, like as I continue to succeed and climb, I can kind of help elevate him at the same time. And for me, that's that's what I want. You know what I mean? Like I got homies, um, people that I met at Boston at PAX East and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like if I elevate, those kids are coming with me. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just about me. This is my whole team. Mm -hmm. everybody gets you know i'll contribute however i have to if i'm the biggest if i turn out to be the biggest i'm going to do whatever i can 
to make the people around me better. That's just the kind of person that I am. And that I think comes from martial arts and sports and stuff like that. It's just, that's always been my mindset when it comes to that stuff. That's right. I mean, rising water does bring up every ship. Well, what do, what do you got, Zach? I, I thought you were going to say something there. But Steve, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to steal that quote that you just said, and I'm going to tweet that shit out. I don't want to hear shit from you. Well, that's a, that's an old saying, man. Rising tides, rising tides raise all ships. I've never heard. Yeah, that yeah, before. yeah. So, like, there's that with. Uh, I've heard that a lot with the stock market. I pay a lot of attention to the stock market. I have for a long time is the uh, if if we're in a stock market that's climbing, everything is going to go up. So, you know, yeah. that, that's super fair. And you better tweet that right now. And and Steve gets credit. Uh, no, I mean, I didn't. I didn't have much that's to an say. Old guide adage, right there. No, I yeah. like it a lot. I like it a lot. I think I've, I've used it plenty of times. Um, yeah, no, I have a lot of, you know, I don't really have much to say to that. I think Cash is a good streamer, and and uh, that sentiment and mindset builds a community, and that's kind of what you need right off the rip, right? Uh, I think that's what people are worried about, and Zach can attest to this because I know that he sees it. Mm-hmm. People come in like a fucking hurricane, and all these people just jump, and then some shit goes sideways, and everybody fucking bails. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen Twitch partners averaging 150 viewers to losing almost their entire platform yeah. overnight legitimately overnight I've because seen. the shit that they were doing to get to where they were going wasn't cool and then once it got once it came out that that's what was going on the wheels came off and that happens to a lot more people than probably people ever find out about you, would you know expect. it happens to smaller creators all the time For you sure. get a little bit even a couple hundred people like that's not enough you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the wheels could fall off of that at any time. Legitimately. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. When we, when we were climbing up to our hundred subscribers, I think Zach remembers this well. Congrats, right? by the way. Thanks, thanks. Th- thank you, sir. Uh, the one thing I, you know, because I was handling that part, the growth of the channel and trying to get it out to people, but the one thing I was actively avoiding doing was doing the sub for sub. Right. You know, and like, oh, I thought Steve was doing it one time and I yelled at him. <laughs> man, no, I've been no, on the no, outside no. looking in on all this YouTube stuff. I, I mean, I think my first YouTube video is 2009, man. You know, I was fucking how old was I? I was 13, right? And yeah. but how many of those subs, like, and this is, I said the same thing about Twitch, right? Because the follow for follow community on garbage. Twitch is gigantic, yeah. right? Huge. But it, it never works for anybody, nope. right? Yeah. It gets you the empty followers, but nobody comes to your stream, man. I see people. Yeah. I see people legitimately 10 times more followers than I do, almost 10,000 followers. They got three viewers. And I mean, respect, you're doing your thing. Like, I'm not going to hate on it. But at the same time, like, I know some of those people and I know Mm -hmm. where they got those followers from. And it's like, what good is that actually doing you? Right. I, I look at that. I look at my almost 900 followers on Twitch and whatever the you know I'm not going to disclose my my sub count and stuff, but like my subs and everything like that. That's one of those things that like I keep private for the most part, but it's one of those things that I did organically. I didn't ask. I you know my friends in the beginning. I was like, yo, go go check out my Twitch. Like blah blah blah. But after those first like 25, 30 followers that were my real life friends that knew I was starting this. It's all been organic since then. It's been Twitter engagements and trying to get involved in more Twitch communities. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people get this idea that this shit just happens overnight, right? You just put a little bit of time in and it just blows up, right? You got to put the time in, man. You got to put, you got to work on your craft. You got to get better. And the only way you can do that is by doing it and doing it the right way. Man, I'm trying to look at my followers here. And sorry to cut you off, Stevie. I have 2,600 followers. 
on on Twitch. I've been this account that I'm on has been on Twitch since 2012. Right, it's been we're celebrating eight years this year on August 16th, I think is the day, and you know on and off over the years. And, and when I first started streaming, it was it was a lot easier to get the viewers and the stuff. Right, there was a there was times where when uh, Modern Warfare 2 came out in what 2009, so let's say 2014, where me and Shane would be playing Modern Warfare 2, and I turn the stream on, and I instantly bump up to the top person in the Modern Warfare 2 category, right? Whether that's 30, 40, 50 viewers, and that happened for a long time, and it's, I've always shot myself in the foot with that. I never really took it seriously. Uh, that's how I felt it. about WoW. I felt like if I was streaming when I was putting all that time into WoW, and we were doing all this world stuff first, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a job right now. Right. I'd no, be you'd I'd be in a mansion somewhere doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. You'd be soda you know? popping asthma gold level i'm right, sure right because right, people one of those things. there were so many people in that game who couldn't have seen the stuff that you were seeing and would have tuned in just to see it right and no offense probably don't have the personality or the the mouth that i have sure no that, that especially comes when along it comes to world of warcraft players <laughs> yeah but that's true a lot of the world of warcraft players are kind of uh sour i don't know if i want to nerds. say that but they're, they're, they're <laughs> nerds is a good one they're not very uh entertaining people <laughs> but Go ahead, buddy. The first, the first WoW player I ever met. And this is before I understood like what PC gaming was. People, I just thought this guy was like an isolationist. I'm like, hey man, listen, you know, we should really get back to doing your treatment plan. That's how I treated him when he talked to me about this. But I remember him spending all of his money. This is 2008 on the computer to play WoW, and I was like, this is gonna be an epic event. And he brought, he invited me over. He's like, yo, I want you to come check it out. And when I remember first time I seen it on the screen, I was like. How much did you pay for the computer? It's like, oh, 2000 How much did this game cost? And it just, I could not make the connection at the time. But now I now I get it. I understand why someone would invest that. It, it's different. I know Zach probably, Zach's a little bit younger than us, so he probably never understood it like us. But He's wet behind the ears. I grew up in a time where the internet wasn't a thing. Right? Like when I was a kid, nobody had it. Dark times, yeah. Nobody had internet, Dark bro. Times, when I was yeah. when it wasn't until I was a teenager where like internet and gaming like really started. You either had like a Nintendo or a PlayStation, or you were outside playing, or you yeah. know what I mean. Like that's what it was. Now everything's on the internet. Everything's computer. Everything, like you know what I mean. Like that's everything now. My nephew's eight years old. Kid's got a, a laptop, a Switch, a PlayStation, an Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? Like he's got everything under his tongue. <laughs> And he plays on all of it. And then this kid's at my house playing Fortnite on his Switch. And I'm hearing him scream at people, calling them bots. And I'm like, bro, you are eight. Like, who are you talking to like that? <laughs> Yo, my you know, girl like, said her that's, son right, that's catch these hands. Yeah, bro. Lobby. I'll give you all the smoke. You want the smoke? I'll bring you all the smoke, bro. Yeah. No, I... That's, um, that's, that's the generation now. That's very thing. Very fortunate. I grew up in a household with a computer. Uh, we had dial-up. It was as far back as I could remember. But, you know, my dad at the time had to have a computer for work. So that's the only reason we ever had a computer. Other than that, we probably wouldn't have for the first amount of time. That I can yeah, remember. Land parties were a huge thing when I was like, uh, when the Xbox, uh, the first Xbox came out, and I didn't quite understand what it was then. But now, at, looking at it in retrospect, I'm like, man, these guys were doing some fun stuff. I wish I would have joined in on that. I, I, I got to make the sloppy segue, even though this makes Zach extremely crazy, because we're talking about we're talking about uh, content creation, we're talking about culture and content creation. But this is my favorite thing, right? If I had a YouTube channel by myself without someone to keep me 
grounded in reality it would most certainly be about political discourse and i'd be arguing with people all day long so i, I usually just do that on my phone now <laughs> so i'm going to ask you about something that's prevalent in popular culture modern culture and even twitch culture what is your take on cancel culture i hate it i don't stand for it i i, I can't stand that shit for real like it's one of those things man where like I don't understand how you don't really know me, right? So you're watching me on Twitch, do whatever, or you know me from Twitter, tweeting whatever, but you don't know the real me. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what I do outside of here. Sure. You don't know if if and who I donate money to or what I do. You know what happens, right? Now, right. that being said, there are times that people need to be fucking canceled. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like and don't don't get it fucked up like there's some shit that's happened the last few weeks in the streaming community in the youtube community all that shit these motherfuckers gotta go sure, they gotta yeah, yeah. go but but if you're trying to burn somebody at the stake for something that they tweeted six seven years ago now all of a sudden you want to make a problem people make mistakes man and like there's a difference between being a predator predator or assaulting somebody or something like that those people have to go there, there's no room for those people in any kind of culture, in, in my opinion. You know, like you can't. Right. Yes, they've made mistakes, but like it's a different kind of mistake. If I tweet some shit you don't agree with, you know, people trying to cancel Joe Rogan for jokes that he makes or whatever, or Dave Chappelle or this that or that, right? Son of a bitch. Right. But like, <laughs> understand that like that's their job, man. Like, they don't necessarily believe what they're saying. They're saying because they know they're going to get a reaction from you, and their job is to get a fucking reaction from you, yeah. you know? So like, for me, it's one of those things where like, you have to be able to decide what's, what people need to actually be canceled for if they're going to be canceled. And two, there's a way to go about it. Right. If I, if Steve says something I don't like, and I'm saying, Oh, we got to cancel Steve. I'm not going to hit Steve with, with this crazy, you know, kill yourself and all this crazy shit that people are saying on the internet. Like, you don't know, man. You don't know what people are going through, what they've been yeah. through, what's been said to them, how they've been treated. Like, mm -hmm. you can't go about stuff like that. Me personally, if I don't agree with you, I'm not even going to say nothing to you. I'm just going to keep scrolling. I may block you if you're getting real fucking stupid on something that I posted or you know what I mean? Like, that's it. I'm not going to try to go public and burn you at the stake. That's not me. But there's people out there. They'll try to do it because they think by bringing you down, they're elevating. Sure. Right. And that's, that's the dangerous part of all this content creation shit. You look at some of the biggest streamers in the world, they're still going crazy with each other. Like Tifu and Ninja and like these, like they legitimately don't like each other. Yeah, Tifu, yeah, that's Tifu's taking shots at Ninja's wife. It's like, listen, bro, I understand you want to box and you want to do all this. There's, there's lines. I'm going to tell yeah. you something. I ever get big on Twitch and my wife's name ever comes out of somebody's mouth, you're catching real life consequences. Bro, yeah, I'm coming to find you. I'm coming to find you. Like, there's, there's, there's real life, and then there's the internet bullshit, right? But you bring my yeah. family into it. 
there's a level of you know i signed up for this they didn't right right you know that's a line that you can't cross there's a there's a there's a few lines that you can't cross right and older old school people who watched like a lot of youtube back in the day like 2010 2009 2010 would know right. that the back then a huge thing was people leaking skype conversations that's a line okay. for me that i still do not i would never cross right if me and steve were having a conversation and something went south in a conversation we started arguing over a discord conversation that never gets screenshot and never released publicly. Right. So here's the thing with that, Zach. That's an old school mentality that not everybody has, right? When I, I was younger, if you did some shit like that, you were a punk and you were going to get fucked up for that. Yeah. Like yeah. There, there was consequences for that. Like there's no, you're not just going to speak on me like that or, you know, try to twist what I said. Oh, out of you're on my name. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. We're not playing that game. Yeah. If me and Steve right now are homies and Steve tells me, yo, I, I killed three, four, five, six, seven people. Me and Steve get into a fight. No, I'm never sharing that with nobody because I'm a man. And what for yeah. me, what comes to me, that's pride, bro. And if someone's confiding in me, no matter how bad shit gets, that's not my place. Not everybody has that conscious in their head, though. Some people, they're going to mm -hmm. use that shit against you. The first chance they have to bring you down or when you dude, and I've seen it on Twitch. People just start to mm -hmm. pop and they're starting to hit yeah. that next level. And then all of a sudden the dirt from every fucking angle comes in and they're just burning them to the ground. And it's like, why that's why people with the discord and the not stay out my dms don't be like we're not i don't do that if we're dming mm -hmm. we're having a normal conversation no lines are ever getting crossed to the point we're like unless we're us right yeah, yeah, that that's fair, you right? Gotta, you got to earn that from me. I feel like we're all the same way, and we're all close enough to to understand. Like, if we would have a conversation in Discord, that's that's confidential, right? right essentially, like Losi, right? you know, Losi, mm -hmm. I've said some outlandish shit, but that's my bro, right? You know what I mean? Like, if somebody and it's happened before, people have had smoke with him. I'm coming for all of you. Sure, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. just what it is. You know what I mean? Like, don't fuck with my team. I won't fuck with your team, and that's we keep it a hundred with that. But it's not. It doesn't need to be that, bro. It's video games. Like, like, if you don't like something, just mind your own fucking business. It's not hard. It's not hard. You don't have to comment on every little thing that you don't like. If I don't like something about something, listen, people say, you know, Ninja, he's a very popular streamer. I don't like his content. I don't follow him on nothing. I don't watch him on nothing. He's just not for me. Sure. There's a lot of people like that. They're just, they aren't for me. They're streamers. They're for me. Cool. But I don't need to throw dirt on somebody else's name. I feel the same way about fighting. People get fucking crazy with this shit when they're trying to compare and go. Just because oh, yeah, yeah. you you feel someone's better, you don't need to throw dirt on somebody else's name to make somebody else look better. It just doesn't make no. sense to me. Just let them do their shit. Let them be alone. If if they're fucking up that bad, it's eventually going to get to them. It doesn't need to be you. So so when people start super fanning, that's when I'm just like, like say take take a, a Kobe or Cody, whatever this kid's name is. Like he did that to himself, right? So you 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 start espousing certain ideas, and those are going to be publicly refuted. I think my big thing with cancel culture is, and exactly like you guys said, I would never share a private conversation between us at the height of your career. That's there's actually a term for that in my neighborhood. And it's not just my neighborhood. It's a uh, called crab bucket right you ever seen crabs when they're in a bucket and one crab starts to make its way out the bucket and the other ones start to pull him down that's essentially what you're doing you've weaponized uh, some intimate knowledge and then who knows what you're going to tell me on right. a personal basis mm -hmm. and it's like so i mean i'm i'm obviously against later in my life i'm obviously against the uh the, uh, the no snitching culture because i know where that leads to now i can see it 
back in the day i couldn't see it i'm like Yo, you're, a freaking, you're a freaking snitch i'm gonna pop you in your mouth if you say something now i understand there's some real life consequences to that i think the difference between that and like cancel culture and i've, I've gone about this in nauseam is like what pat said four years ago he's allowed to change his mind right yeah and i think that's something deep. <laughs> I mean, I, i'm so glad that you said that because <laughs> we're all adults right yeah. and i could say some shit that you guys don't agree with mm -hmm. right we don't have to get disrespectful. You could tell me you you don't agree, right. and we're gonna we're gonna move on, right? But there's people out there where if you don't agree with them, it's straight to the disrespect, and there's yeah. no there's no line. And I'm I'm gonna keep it real. You could we could talk, we could disagree, but the second you get disrespectful, we're not. It's not yeah. a conversation anymore. I'm just gonna, I'm moving on. I'm just yeah. not going to engage with you anymore because there's no sense in me going back and forth with you anymore. There's no point. Yeah. Why get disrespectful with somebody just because you have a difference in outlook? Yeah. We had uh, we had Zach's uh, friend to the show, Desi Heat, on here a little while ago, right? And uh, we I asked her the same question. It's interesting to hear the, the answer from the perspective of a woman because it's like there's so many things that you feel like you want to protect them from, right? Mm -hmm. You want to protect them from, like, toxic guys even though i don't believe in the concept of toxic masculinity i believe in the concept of that there's some dudes that could just be straight up assholes 100 to, mm -hmm. to women i just don't believe in blanket statements but it's funny because when i asked her the same question she had a very similar answer she was just like i just don't engage engage and i think people forget that that is there's only two ways to do to deal mm -hmm. with a bad idea you either engage it and refute it or you ignore it entirely but the middle ground of like becoming entirely emotional is insane. <laughs> right. Somebody somebody that's going out of their way to do something like that, you're not going to get through to them. I no. don't care what you say to them. I don't care what you do. You're just never going to get through to them. So to me, and I have it on my Twitter now, like if you don't follow me, I'm not getting a notification if you interact with any of my shit. Yeah. Like I, I got, I have filters on my Twitter, right? So I tweeted out a famous uh, uh, streamer, shout out classy from 100 thieves shout sure. out avalanche from 100 thieves they both interact with me they're cool cats i like both of them the content's fantastic love their twitter game they're two of the best followers on twitter but all the people that were going crazy in the comments after i said it or said whatever i said and they mm -hmm. interacted with me i didn't get notifications for any of that shit unless you were following my channel okay unless we've interacted before or unless sure. if i follow you for me so many more people just need to do that man why in that aren't contributing anything to your craft i can take any kind of constructive criticism as long as it's not presented ignorantly sure right if you don't know me if you don't know the situation if you don't know everything don't come for me yeah. don't come for me because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay you no mind Sure. I think we, we've had conversations like that. I think I've come to cash with things that I, I thought he could do for his stream or, or that, that, he could, that would be helpful. And we've definitely had those conversations back and forth both ways. But so. how do you get better? Right. How do you get right. better if no one's telling you? Right. right? You I agree. Able, you have to have that relationship with people where you can have that conversation and nobody's feelings get hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody's so sensitive that they're like, I, I get it to an extent. There's stuff you should be sensitive about. And there's stuff that yeah. you should 100% be actively working against in today's culture. But some shit I said on Twitter or a video, unless if I'm harming somebody or, you know, getting real out of pocket, you don't got to come for me like that. It, it doesn't do anybody any good. See now, see what you see what you guys are talking about is a revolutionary idea, right? Where you just kind of like suck it up a little bit, right? So like, uh, this is, we could talk about this now. Me and Zach, 
uh, working at the school when all three of us were working together have had exactly three hard interactions with each other at the school. Like, like three interactions where I was like, I remember two vividly. Too vividly, and one where I thought I was just gonna roundhouse kick you, <laughs> and then like that third one. I think I remember what you're talking about. My sugar was severely low for that, so I, I vaguely remember the conversation, but I also don't. But the thing is, like, so the conversation happens, and it's just like, all right. So then we move on because I learned his boundaries, he learned my boundaries, and then even after that, the boundaries started getting pushed in a healthy direction, right? Mm -hmm. So then there's another instance where it's like, I've learned from people where it's. The, the thought of forgiveness right so you guys know what i did in the past like uh where who the demographic i worked with so i've worked with people who have used the n-word before right in their lifetime they have used the n-word actively and have been bona fide nazis or skinheads or mexican game bangers whatever what have you does that mean that when they came into my you know into my care by the terms of cancel culture i should have never even given them a chance right mm -hmm. i should have just been they should have just been done with but instead do i give this kid a chance to go like hey man you can be different you can do something different and like one of them reached out to me today and every time this kid reaches out to me i'm like man to think about where he came from to where he's at now shout out to you i'm not going to blow your name up you're a follower of the channel but to see where he was at and it, this wasn't a little pretender this was a kid that was bona fide like mm -hmm. with the business and like the series that's now it's like who am i to say he can't change and that's my my big thing with it. but i think steve that's it's a level of understanding that not everybody has right like <laughs> and in in my opinion that's what makes you who you are and uh, like i kind of when i was talking before about like if i go somewhere i want to elevate everybody else with me it's one of those things where it's not it, it's a mindset thing man like if if you look back on it, these other people that are canceling people, sitting behind their computer, doing whatever they do, mm -hmm. I don't know what they do in real life, right? Right. But I can I can say most of them probably don't have the type of understanding where they could make an impact in somebody's life like you did and change everything, True. right? Like I was getting into some wild shit when I was younger. You know, I was talking about it earlier, how I was going through some stuff in my teenage years. Um, I was getting into some dark places that I probably shouldn't have been at, uh, you know, in my early twenties. And it took one of my boys to grab me and be like, bro, like you got to settle down. And like, you know, it was a tough conversation. There were tears. There were times that I wanted to hit this dude. Lies sound so good sometimes. And the yep. truth hurts, the truth hurts, but you got to hear it, you know, and the yep. people, the people that are really riding for you, they're going to tell you the truth. They're going to try to make you better people that are going to sit there and they come to you and they want to talk. I come to you all the time when I'm, when I have to vent and I'm going fucking crazy and I'm about to, I'm, my mindset's going to a place where it's like, yo, I'm going to put my fucking hands on somebody. I go talk to Steve and Steve's like, all right, mm -hmm. listen, little bro. Like we got it. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> we got to take it down a couple matches. You know what I mean? But like, I trust him with that. Not everybody has that, sure. but like, I look back at times and people that I've had conversations with privately or, you know, whatever, or given job opportunities to, or whatever, when maybe yep. they weren't necessarily the, the right candidate or whatever the case was, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm trying to improve somebody's life. That isn't necessarily in a situation where they have the type of understanding that I have right now. And yep. if this person is closer to me, I can do that and I can impact somebody around me and who knows what that person's going to do with their second chance or third chance or whatever, however many chances it takes, people do change. Yeah. And eventually some of those people go on to do 
great things um, amazing things it's 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 interesting though because uh i think that's another thing that i've learned from watching you guys who like you guys were content creators well before i even thought about doing this but you give someone an avenue right you give someone an avenue to do something and it's like oh man if this guy can do it if zach is doing this if pat is doing it, you know if, if cash is doing this this is something that i can do and it changes your mind man and uh that's why I like to get people on the record on it. It's funny. My older brother said to me, he's like, why do you guys talk about cancel culture so much? You and Zach on the show. And I'm like, because we, I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> I'm like, because it's something that we like you pick up on and you go, Hey man, this is something that whether you be left or right, people can agree that you got to leave room for forgiveness. So, you know, and I think I, that's the truth though, but you know, there's, it's one of those things that, it's so prominent in the culture right now. It's hard to yeah. ignore. You know what I mean? Like if you're in touch with what's going on with streaming and YouTube and all that, you know what's going on right now. And there's a lot of not so good things going on right now. There's yeah. some ugly shit going on. We did on. an entire episode on it. Yeah. Right. And I, I tuned into a lot of that actually and listened to a bunch of it. And I'll be honest with you, like there's people like I said, that deserve to be canceled and have their platform mm -hmm. taken away. But Absolutely. we can't we can't just take people's livelihoods away for dumb shit. Yeah. You know, you just disagree with me or whatever. Yeah. You know, and this is probably a touchy subject, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. Um Alinity, who she's a yeah. very there we go. Right. So, <laughs> Last episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. So I'm just gonna keep it brief with her, right? There you go, mm -hmm. over. She did some shit that was not cool. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows the shit that she did not cool if you don't know what i'm talking about just google her name it's gonna be the first shit that pops that, up well, second stuff probably but yeah right mm. so for me she gets death threats bro yeah when all this stuff went on with doc people were mailing her telling her to kill herself all this crazy shit man for what dog like i get what she did was fucked up she, Wait, which one is alinity is that the one that was suspected cat. of having the affair oh the no, cat, cat. One. no oh, yeah so yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There's the, the cat lady, and um, she's someone with her dog too, potentially. I think Cash might be going the same direction she, that well, I'm. She, yeah, so she threw a cat. She yeeted a cat. Yeah, we'll yeeted a full way. on yeeted cat, a cat. Cat jumps up on the on the keyboard. She grabs the cat under the belly, tosses it up over her chair like that. Mm -hmm. Not right. cool, right? Mm -hmm. She fed one of her cats vodka. Mm -hmm. Obviously not cool because that can kill the animal. Yeah. Um. When all this happened, pet control was called went to her house it, it's all it's all there this facts mm -hmm. um obviously not cool she was doing something on her stream her shirt and her bra came up bare boob was on stream she got banned for it however many days that they do for i think it was a three-day ban three-day ban for or whatever first time, nudity. first time nudity you know mm -hmm. whatever the case is right um but does that mean she needs to die like like think about yeah. the shit you're saying to people mm -hmm. bro like that's where that's for me like where cancel culture gets way too crazy like people getting canceled people are going after their parents like there were there was a girl i saw on twitter she has an only fans uh which if you don't know what that is don't google that um put a, a private browser on control shift yeah. and on chrome if you wanted so whatever but like somebody disagreed with what she was saying sub to her only fans took her pictures and mm -hmm. sent them to her parents bro mm -hmm. Oof. like what like what the fuck are we doing like that is way past like anything even close to trying to resolve or fix the situation like you're going out of your way to try to ruin someone's life and that's 
that's that line that just it gets crossed way too much way too much yeah there's um, a, a fairly famous now interview with alinity have you seen this yeah bro Where, and honestly like listen, that changed not, my perspective entirely like, of who alinity was i wasn't with the shit that she did mm -hmm. and she got in trouble for what she did wait I'm she yeeted the cat onto the bed though for kind no right? no floor, 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 floor. floor now let's be oh, fair okay. a cat that cat has probably taken more jumps that are that are 100%. farther than that in 100%. its lifetime right i know i've I have jump cats, off refrigerators right? and all kinds right. of right. I've seen my cats do some crazy shit, but I would also then again never throw my cat. Like right. my bed's right here. I've thrown my cat onto my onto my bed, but like it's literally an arm's length away, and it's the same height as as the yeah. as the desk goes on. Right. I would never throw my cat straight to the floor. But then right. I see this interview of her talking to I, I, this guy. Man, I, I wish I remember who this guy was because his content's very interesting. He's a he's he's a psychiatrist. He's he a psychiatrist. Was, yeah, yes. He was, the, he, was the, he was having live streams. Um. With, with Reckful before Reckful oh, committed man, suicide. That was sad. Live on stream, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. he's another one, bro. Good heart. He was trying to be a beacon for a lot of people with mental health issues. Again, all documented. He was doing live streams on Twitch with a licensed psychiatrist. Yeah. You Ooh. talk about putting yourself out there, and there's yeah. still mm -hmm. people telling him, bro, you should kill yourself. Yeah. All the time. And then he did it. Yeah, the poor guy took his life. You that know was what very I'm saying? Like, that is. I can't even put into words how crazy that is to me. People are too comfortable saying whatever the fuck they want to say on the internet because there's no real life rep repercussions sure. for it. It's funny you say that. I can't remember if it was Ben Shapiro or someone else, but they were talking about the advent of the internet and how at first, it, when you talk about like the original old school chat forums, like AOL forums, and even some people. of those, uh, yeah, like those were for isolationists. Like the only people at the time were people who normally couldn't have a normal conversation person to person. They were okay with being catfished, like by someone who more than likely was not the person pretending to be. And so that has spider webbed into the entire growth of it. Well, you're right. People aren't accountable for it. Uh, I'm not going to shout this dude out because honestly, if he ever caught wind of it and he said something on Twitter, I'd box him in the street. But <laughs> it won't take too much for you to figure it out. When the whole Dr. Disrespect cheating on his wife thing happened, right? There was one female streamer. Now, I'm years removed from this, but there's one female content creator that got blamed for that. And she wasn't even she had nothing one. to do with it she had nothing she had, to do with it, yeah. she had nothing to do with it who but was it i don't even know i was around so like obviously i that don't was a, like that was a keemstar special i hate yeah. dude i've hated keemstar for years man keemstar, keemstar put this girl on blast she got death threats she got all kinds of crazy shit yeah. and, oh it's the and same then, person that is and then the she was like right? she was like i've never even met the guy yeah. I, uh, yeah I couldn't tell you like i don't she barely knew who he was at but look at, look at that like you put you put this jacket on her she can never live that down you know still what I'm saying? like yeah. that's, the problem, accusation. that's the problem with platforms yeah right when you get these crazy followings i could spew some shit that could ruin somebody's life and if people start to agree with me it does yep. ruin somebody's yeah. life yeah you know because she caught it she caught it again when doc got banned people yeah. were all over her bro yeah oh yeah and she was like we've been through this already like yeah. like keep me the fuck out of this like and you know people that knew knew but there was a lot of people that are new to twitch over the last two three years that had no idea that this even happened yeah and it's the same people who would say like i saw someone diss donald trump for making up fake news then jump on the same bandwagon like i guarantee this is the chick that doc is sleeping with again and i'm like 
Are you kidding me? This is you can't make this type of stuff up. Yeah. Bro, for me, if I ever get big, you talk some shit to me like that. It's it's smoke. Like it, there won't be conversation. It'll be like, hey, you want to be like the rest of these dudes? You want to get locked in a fucking cage with me and say that shit to my face? If not, don't talk to me. If you're not willing to fight me over it, just stop. Yeah. Uh, Nick Merckx famously said, get that man on the phone today, not tomorrow. I don't want to speak to his agent. I don't want to speak to today. his lawyer. Hey, you get Yeah, that's a really, really good quote and in a very interesting situation <laughs> with the whole 100 Thieves thing. Shout, you know, shout out to Nick Merckx, though. Just crossed 70K subs, man. That kid's doing it big right now. 70K subs, dude. That guy's making money. Crushing it. Good for good him. For him. It's a vacuum. Where do you want to go with this thing now, Zach? I know, I know, I know my segue was sloppy, man. You're- <laughs> so you're setting me up for a really bad segue, right? And, and honestly, we're probably gonna start making our way out of here uh, fairly shortly because we could go on forever, right? It's I just talk all fucking night. It's the, it's the three of us, and we've we've done this when we all work together. We would have eight hour conversations throughout the entire day. Um, where do you think growing a platform becomes too much? Right. Mm. Do you how much do you have to put yourself out there before you become let's say let's not say a sellout because I love when people make their money, but when the when you become a shadow of yourself or you become a shell of yourself that that you aren't, you know, king cash anymore, you're, you know, I, I don't I don't know what it would be, Emperor but cash. right, think, Emperor Cash. Yeah. I, I think for me, man, I don't know if that day'll ever come. Not because I don't think I have what it takes. Because I don't think I will let it get to that point. Mm-hmm. I think I think what happened to me when I was younger, um, you know, I lost my dad at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I went through some deep dark shit with the rest of my family, and like that grounds me. I can't. I don't have an ego anymore. I used to have a really bad ego. I grew up in martial arts. I used to fuck everybody up. I mean, I would go. I would be traveling state to state every weekend. First place, first place, first place. I'm coming home with gold medals, boxes. I got boxes in my house of gold medals mm-hmm. that I haven't looked at in 20 years. You know what I mean? So when I was younger, you couldn't tell me shit. You can't. You like you just couldn't. For me now, I don't think any of that's ever going to get to me because I don't think I'm I'm that kind of person anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the kind of person where clicks and views and followers are ever going to get to my head to the point where I lose myself. Right. And I think, I think having a son amplified that tenfold, right? Because now everything that I do is there forever. Sure. If I fuck up, all it takes is a 30 second clip. And now my perspective is, well, is that what I would want my son to do? Okay. Right. And I try to keep that mindset, but but if a gaming company came to me today and offered me millions and I got to put a, cl- a clown suit on and jump around in front of a camera, it's going to be hard to say no, you know? So I you think rest assured we'd be right there, which, you? <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, man, that I think like, and I think it happens to a lot of people is they get <laughs> so popular mm-hmm. and so rich, so famous in this bubble. And now it's starting to cross over. Right. Yeah. Professional athletes. Yeah, yeah, Max yeah. Holloway today, gaming with Nick Merckx and Tim the Tapman and all these dudes yeah. playing, playing COD all day. Those lines get blurred, right? But I'm going to tell you something. One of those guys says the wrong shit to Max. He's killing them. <laughs> like, you would kill like, all you know of them and, and have gas left over. Yeah, for so sure. like, I think, I think for me, man, it's cool that 
gaming is getting to the elevation that it's getting to, but there are a lot of dangerous things that come with this. We talk about TwitchCon. There was a girl this year who was drugged. Her drink was drugged. She spent days in the hospital. Like Precautions need to start being taken because some shit is getting very out of control and there's nobody policing it the right way. Sure. And, um, you know, it's a very tricky path, but I think for me, my community will always keep me grounded because the people that don't fit with my vision, they're not coming with me. Sure. It's just what it is. That's, oh, I, and I would that expect is, if I ever get crazy to you motherfuckers to grab me and be like, yo, bro, you're wiling out. You got to chill. I would, I would you know 100% I mean? do like, it. Like, I have no issue with that. But I have Wait, people like that. Not sure. everybody am I, has am I the like paid that. friend? If I'm the paid friend, I'm not saying anything. I'm like, no, man, you just keep going, man. See, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a yes man, man. I'm not a yes man. Me and Steve have had I, many conversations about right. some, so, stuff similar to that over the channel for I'm sure. I'm blessed, man. I mean, my best friend, best man at my wedding, like, he said some rough shit to me. But I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if I didn't hear it. You know what I mean? So, like, for me, it's one of those things that, like, if I start to stray off the path, it's who you keep, the company you keep. If you Mm -hmm. keep enablers around you, you're going to fall into traps and you're going to get fucked up. If you surround yourself with people that are going to keep it real with you, you'll be all right. You know, Losi, he's another one. He'll hit me up. Hey, man, I see this. Maybe this isn't what you want to do. And we've had those conversations. And I'm like, you know what, bro? You're right. But you have to you have to be able to talk, respect each other, grow from it, and move on. That's a good point. It's super agreeable. Let me ask you a question. Uh, this I I gotta ask because you put me onto this guy. What happened to Doc, man? <laughs> what happened to Doc? I'm not letting him off the show without getting his <laughs> on this whole thing, man. Like greatest to ever do it, man. I mean, so here's the thing with Doc, right? Everybody knows how popular Doc was. He transcended character play when mm-hmm. it came to on the fly. Like this dude was the shit, you know, like mm-hmm. he, what he brought the level of production, pure content, character, the way he stayed in character. Uh, it's not easy to do what he was doing. Um, the funniest shit, though, side thing real quick is he role plays that character. That's not him. Right, we yeah, all understand. Yeah. I had this conversation with Steve on the podcast maybe so, three, four episodes ago. Right, so it's not him. Yeah, he's talking about oh, I want to get into Grand Theft Auto role play, and people are like Doc, you can't role play. You've never done some shit like that. And he's like, Have you ever watched one of my fucking streams, bro? <laughs> like this is all I do. <laughs> this is all I do. Yeah. My whole persona is role play. Like, I don't know. Uh, I seem to be muted here for a second. That was that was very strange. It might just be me. Is it just me? No, Pat no, was muted. Oh, okay. All right. So, I'll give my opinion. Of what happened to Doc? Doc Doc somehow found an out of his contract, maybe a loophole, maybe something else, and he had another offer on the table that he'd rather do. Nope. You don't think so? No, I think Doc. I think Doc is about to be in a world of hurt. I don't disagree. I think, I think, listen, man, if it was just Twitch, I'd be like, okay, maybe he slimed him, took his millions and he's on his way out. Right. Um, the theory about them trying to save money, they just paid logic millions. They just paid logic millions, millions. It ain't the money. Mm -hmm. It's not throw the money shit all the way out. Right. Um, whatever he did, 
is, I think, really bad. And I think someone has something over him that that's why this is happening, right? Uh-huh. And the reason why I feel that way, Twitch permanently bans him. It's one of the, obviously, one of the most famous streamers on, on the planet. Sure. Discord takes his partnership away. Mm-hmm. G Fuel takes him off all their branding. Mm-hmm. Granted, he went to Game Fuel, he signed a contract with them, but his exclusive flavors, Doc was still all over the can, all over all over that other stuff, right? I have a Doc shaker somewhere. Right. All that shit got removed. Then reports are coming out that he's done with streaming and what he did was serious. By Veritas's not Ver- Sacriel, sorry. Sacriel's wife. Sacriel's yeah. wife who used to work for Twitch. And is still an insider on the same level, more Correct. so than Slasher. Yes. Correct. She, she tweeted briefly after mm-hmm. that what she was told, Doc's done with everything. Done, done. He's done, done. No streaming site will have him. Right? Like, that's that's pretty much what she tweeted out. Deleted it after because people were coming for her for, you know, stirring the pot and not Cloud spilling chasing. any info. Same, same kind of thing with Slasher. Slasher was like, hey, I know what it is. But I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah. Now, that means two things to me. Either one, it's tied up in litigation. And if he says anything, they're coming with everything for him. Lawsuits. Or two, it's that bad that he doesn't want to talk about it. And due to the timing and all the sexual harassment shit that was coming out, it's hard not to think that direction. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know Doc personally. I don't know what. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it could have been. Could have been anything. I've heard theories from he's working with the Russian government ah, to right. I've heard that. I've heard him stealing charity money for charity streams that he did mm-hmm. all the way to him just breaching his contract and just not wanting to stream anymore, which I find that's obviously not true, right? When you're making millions of dollars to just play video games, you're not just going to throw that away after you sign a multi-million dollar deal three months prior, right? Sure. Um, it's eventually going to come out. And it when it does, I don't think Doc will be around anymore. I think Doc's going to take his money, his wife, his kids, his cars. I think he's out. I think I think he goes somewhere where he's just never going to be bothered. He'll change the way he looks a little bit. People, you know, the casual person won't know him. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, he won't even be here to defend it, to dispute it. I think the Twitter goes. I think everything goes. And I think he just rides off into the sunset and just leaves everything away. So here's the only thing, right? I am almost sure it's not a sexual allegation of any sort because they would have released that given the current climate to repress it repress it legally like they can release the claim like hey this is why this happened now but they, and, they and, never have that's the issue with twitch, twitch. never has which has never come out when they've been what about somebody? the what about that one guy who publicly got banned for a sexual allegation? He admitted it first. Oh, he admitted it. Okay. Yeah, so there's been a so, few people recently banned. A few. Right. Uh, they're mostly League and Smash players. Right. Honestly. Smash, com- Smash community got torn the fuck apart a few weeks a ago. And I mean, like, apart. from the top, like, the top, like, six of the most famous Smash people are mm, top down. League, yeah, League too. League has um, had that same thing happen. League had some issues, too, but... The reason I don't feel that way is because Twitch has never commented on a reason why anyone's been banned unless they admitted to it first. So the sexual harassment people that came out, they tweeted 
hey, I fucked up. I didn't, you know, heat of the moment. Whatever their excuse was for whatever happened, unacceptable, obviously. They got their, their platform taken away from them, but Twitch didn't leak it. Right. The accuser accused, the accusee confessed, and then Twitch banned them. Mm-hmm. There was no conversation from Twitch with any of that. On the only way, if it is anything sexual allegations, the only way we ever find out about it would be if the accuser comes so, out and says this is what happened, or his wife potentially, or his wife, or you know, yeah. so, somebody that, with the other component. I don't think she's gonna stay. So, her forgiving her spouse for cheating—that's a feat in itself. 100%. Mm-hmm. Sexual allegations. So we, we know historically there have been women who've stayed with monsters. We've seen it, right? <laughs> We've seen that before. But this is something entirely different. I don't think, uh, I don't even know his wife's real name. I just call him Mrs. Assassin. Yeah. I don't think that she's sticking I, around. That's if, meant to be like that, I think. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anybody, like, I don't know if she knows. Like, who knows who knows what? Who knows what's been seen? What's Pat, been you're, said? you're married, man. There's no way. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. Sant- Santan is not taken from me. Oh, uh, yeah. So Twitch is not telling me what's going on. But you got a couple M's in your bank account. Shit changes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some shit that, cha- and I'm not, I don't know her. I can't speak on her character. Mm-hmm. But I personally know girls. And guys mm-hmm. that stay in relationships for beneficial, whether it's financial, whether it's whatever. Yeah. I know people in shitty relationships that are only there because they're benefiting. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. way, some people just, they're more about that. They'd rather the security and they just deal with what it is. Look at how many famous basketball players and sports players and whatever. They've all been through shit. It happens, but, you know, who I, who knows, man? I, I'm leaning more towards whatever happened. He's going to lose a lot. And I'm not talking monetarily. I think like, I think there's going to be some outrage and some people are really going to turn on them. And I think right now there's a lot of damage control being done before any of this shit comes out. So that that would make sense. That's why he hasn't just started streaming on YouTube. Like, and, and well, YouTube won't happen either. People are talking about YouTube won't sign him. No, I know they won't sign him, but he can still go on his own channel and stream. Right, right. but. Most of these big streamers are getting guaranteed contracts. And if someone's saying, I'm not going to listen, I'm not going to ban you from the platform, but we're not going to endorse you either. Something's up. Yeah. yeah. Something's up. And it's not to me. It can't just be a breach of contract or something like that. There's if, if these sponsors and all this, they're taking his face off stuff to me. Historically, any other time that that's happened in at least in sports, that person has some criminal charges brought up against them. And those people don't want to be with them anymore for what that ride may or may not be. The only person yeah. I could think that that's not true is uh, Tiger Woods. Is that, no, is that he lost thing? a lot. He, he lost, lost a, a he lot. lost a lot. But he never he was never criminally charged from what I understand, right? right. He was just he, on, got, he was just unfaithful to his wife on on every occasion that he possibly could be. Um but there was there was never something so heinous that it was like, oh, man, that guy should be in jail. Right. But you could I mean, I don't condone it, obviously. But if someone cheats on their wife and they make a mistake, you don't know their relationship. You don't sure. know what the fuck's going on. I don't condone it at all. But at the end of the day, not everybody has a mindset. People do what people do. Entanglements, and, man. And Entanglements. So we get on entanglements, dog. <laughs> um, you know, but it's just it's one of those things that like I don't I don't no i don't i don't know no one knows where the line got drawn but whatever it was i don't think it was i don't think it was it was cool i think something i think something fucked up happened 
You know who benefits from this? John Jones, man. Every time someone else messes up, John Jones looks so good, man. He's, I know he's sitting in his mansion like, thank God for Saddam Hussein. I'll you should have said, I mean, I thought, I thought you were going to say Shroud because Shroud's, oh, yeah. Shroud's going to make out. <laughs> he's he's going to kill it, man. It's absolutely going to kill it wherever he he, dis- he disappeared for a month. You think that shit's by accident? He's nope. still gone, right? He's still gone. He's gonna. He hasn't tweeted. He hasn't done he hasn't anything. Streamed. He popped he up. He had some big announcement, but he never made it because he never the, made it. That was like, a troll, uh, dude. That was such a fucking troll. He, Come on. He um. He's he popped up in, in Summit's chat one day, and everybody started going fucking crazy. He's been he's been playing uh, Tarkov the clean nearly every day. And I, I, no, and I've heard of a, I've heard Trout talk a lot. I probably heard Trout talk more when he's playing with Clean than I have when he was on fucking Mixer. I didn't give yeah. a shit about Mixer. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> but you know, man, uh, I think we could probably wrap it up here, Cash. I, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been a fantastic yeah, uh, conversation. You definitely have an open door invite. Anytime you want to come back on, you're you're definitely free to. Can I ask you guys one question? Do, you Not can ask me, ask us as many as you want. But I like this question a lot. I recently tweeted it out, and I really enjoyed people's answers. I'm not going to give mine. Okay. But dead or alive, you're going to sit down in a room with a bunch of people, five people. You could pick any five people ever to sit down and chop it up with. Who are you picking? Who's in your room? Go ahead. Steve, oh, man, it's one person for me. I wish I could have another conversation with my grandfather. That's it. Passed Passed away very recently. That's the probably the one. I, I I don't give a fuck about the other four. That's probably the one person. Okay. One more conversation. Fair. Uh, That's it. I think uh, for me, well, there's one historical figure, obviously, like that. You know, because of my beliefs, I don't. I don't have to wait. To, I'll just have to wait until I die to have the conversation with him. But I would probably have. Right. A Steve's a big Genghis Khan fan. There it is. <laughs> I would have. I would probably want to have a conversation with Malcolm X. I would want to have a conversation with uh, the famous reformer Martin Luther. Mm, that's a good also, one, actually. Uh, I would that's want a really have good a one. Conversation with uh, with MLK, and then I would probably have. Um, I have a couple of friends that have passed away, but if we're just talking historical figures, I would definitely throw in there. And you're gonna laugh at this one. I would throw in there Bruce Lee. And then I'm, not I, gonna, but, I'm not gonna laugh. I'm not gonna laugh at that. that. No, yeah, I, I, I can accept that. And then I would definitely throw in there uh, Jimi Hendrix. The reason I would want oh, Malcolm. Hendrix Malcolm is a good one. <laughs> I'll tell you about why him. But the reason I would want Malcolm, uh, Martin, and Luther, I would want to ask each one of them, do you regret anything that you've ever said publicly? Because we're talking about like three prestigious men. And uh, each one of them has done something in their life that is amazing but they've said something that has marred their legacy. And that's what people remember them or done something. And I'm like, could you have done it differently? And with Jimi Hendrix, man, I just would have wanted to know, like, did you know beforehand? Like when everyone was telling you, you were crazy for playing the guitar upside down. When everyone was telling you were an uncle Tom playing those shows in, in Harlem because you played rock and stuff like that. Did you know that you were going to be, as big and i think the question i would probably have for bruce lee is like probably very similar like like did you know but like, the most he, famous martial artist of all time <laughs> like like he had to have known something that no one else has known and that the historical figure i i'm talking about is obviously you know i i'm a follower of jesus and like i know that one day i will be in front of him and i'll get to ask every question i've ever wanted to ask 
and then uh you know i won't have yeah that'd be it but if I die and you guys start asking me questions, I'm dead. I'm like, please don't call this number again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, why don't you tell the people where they, Cash, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, man? Yeah, please. Hey, uh, you can find me at twitch.tv uh, slash kingcash, K-A-S-C-H. Um, Twitter, kingcash22. Um, like I said before, constantly tweet about fights every saturday night since we get a fight card every saturday night now mm -hmm. um every saturday i'm tweeting about the fights i'm live on twitch a few nights a week um playing games chopping it up talking just kind of how i'm doing now while playing games in instead of just sitting here talking All absolutely right. thanks guys uh, everyone can find us everywhere uh twitter um facebook instagram our website all talking with a dad uh find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms just type talking with a dad all one word it's it's spelled as it sounds if you can't fucking spell it find somewhere else to listen and uh that's oh, it guys no, please stay don't leave don't leave <laughs> <laughs> i'll do anything to get to 125 subscribers <laughs> that's a wrap folks <laughs> <laughs>